What's up, everybody? It is Friday, December 3rd, and you are listening to the Pat McAfee Show 2.0. Pat had to jump on a plane to San Antonio for Friday Night Smackdown tonight at 8 p.m. on Fox. Loaded show today. Darius Butler steps in for A.J. Hawk. 49ers fullback Kyle Juszczyk. NFL Week 13 preview. Darius and Pat go through the entire slate of games and make their picks. Plus, Coach Jason Brown joins the show to give a couple of his locks for this weekend's college football championships. It's a good feel-good Friday. Let's get into it. In today feels just a little bit gooder, doesn't it? Shout out to you for watching at youtube.com forward slash the Pat McAfee show. This morning we woke up in beautiful Indianapolis, Indiana. And all of a sudden you, you know, maybe take your morning grump, whatever you're going to do. You open your FanDuel Sportsbook Mm. account. You look at the account tab in the lower right corner. You see a lot more money than you did yesterday because our super boost. Our heater horse did, in fact, arrive to the barn of the Super Boost last night. Cowboys minus two and a half. We literally spent 45 minutes yesterday saying, this is a, this is a handout. This is, this is a lock. This is a gimme. This is a joke. Going into the holiday seasons, it was minus 230 with no Kamara. It was boosted all the way up to plus 100. Found out this morning that FanDuel lost. More money than they had allotted to be budgeted for boost giveaways just last night. Oh, that's too bad. That is too bad. Bummer. Oh. That was a message I got this morning from FanDuel. They're like, just want to let you know last night, obviously you saw the tweet, $2.8 million, which is more than we had allotted for boost. I'm like, well, who allotted for the boost? Because we took some motherfucking money from you guys last year. Are you not that's paying attention? Right. Oh, that's because the budget grows bigger every time we make a terrible decision. Uh, yeah. So the game has begun with us in FanDuel a little late into the season. Okay, week 13. I understand it took us a long time to figure out what's going on. And maybe <laughs> we don't know just yet because this NFL season has been insane. But last night, the Dallas Cowboys, with their entire roster back, traveled down to the bayou to take on Taysom Hill and Sean Payton and didn't even know that Taysom Hill was going to end up with a broken finger. Yeah. Didn't even know that was going to happen on his throne hand. But the Dallas Cowboys, in a game in which their offense looked terrible win by 10 after a late tud for the saints makes it a little bit of a sweat i guess for us but never a dot early slug match never felt like we weren't going to get a win cowboys get one nobody's talking about how good the cowboys are because they did not look that great their defense still did their thing dan quinn wore you know backwards hat florida dan was still out there successful defensive coordinator in the sky dan quinn who's now interim head coach because big mike mccarthy had omnicron Big win for the Cowboys on Thursday Night Football and also a massive win for us. The man, the horse, the heater horse hero of last night, one half of the hammered Don Cowboys, COVID Cowboy, Tone Diggs. Thank you for last hey, night. Thank you, How'd you see the game last night? We watched it on uh, iPhone, yep. laptop, and then we got home by the third quarter because we had to take a trip back to Plum real quick. It was great to be back there. Mm-hmm. Good to see everybody, by the way. Uh, what were your thoughts as the game was going on? You weren't sweating that much. Tell wasn't that nervous. Really? Well, and there's no, first off, there's no, 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 no reason to thank me, okay? There's, this was above me, okay? Mm. Oh. This was above human. Oh. Because as okay. I told you on Wednesday night, I looked to the stars. The universe. The universe. Hell yeah. We are. I said, please speak. Please speak to me. Okay? And I, and I think it helped that I 
removed faith from my pillars because I was able to see more of the universe. Okay, so you thought uh, God was potentially getting in the way. Body. Uh, oh, Jesus, Jesus got his wings in the way all the time. Things. things. Now, some people would say, and I don't want to get off here because I feel like we're going somewhere special with you. Your brain is really... <laughs> but some people would say, you know, what you're hearing from the universe is actually... Mm. God. God. Oh, God. Yeah, I mean, those are kind of interchangeable depending upon where you believe, which book you bought into first, and which one your family told you was right. Mm -hmm. I I think depending upon which one you're going for. But anyways, happy to hear that it was a little bit clearer in the universe last night and yesterday for you to make this point. Yeah, and I looked at the stars, and, you know, it was Omicron, so COVID, COVID, COVID. I had COVID. Cowboy. Cowboys are playing. I wear wear a cowboy hat. Okay, COVID cowboy. Like, that's got it's got to be the Cowboys. Your name's Tony. Oh, Tony Pollard's going to score 50 yard rushing touchdown. What? Oh, Tony Diggs. Diggs is going to have another interception. What? Taysom Hill's playing quarterback. We don't know what the fuck's going on there. What? You love giving people a middle finger. Taysom fucked up his middle finger. Wow. So, I mean, it wasn't really me last night. It was more of me being able to read the stars with a clear mind. Um, So that's what I'm going to attribute it all to. Hey, whatever. Hey, Hey, it was destiny. It was destiny last Uh night. The digs would be the one that would... Saddle the horse of a heater ship for us to ride into a super boost paradise, which we are going to begin. But uh, I don't think anybody's happy with last night's game. Saints fans Uh aren't. Cowboys fans aren't happy. Big Mike McCarthy wasn't there. They're still making poor uh, clock management decisions. So we talked about this yesterday. Will the same clock management person that was in Mike McCarthy's ear be in dent? He or she was. Yeah, yeah. He or she was. Yeah. Uh, end of the half, two timeouts, sitting mm-hmm. on it, had a red zone drive. You know, maybe could have made some plays, but it's okay. Kellen Moore decides, you know, a couple different times. We're actually not going to run the ball here. We're going to throw the worst pass Dak has ever thrown, actually, yep. on third down. Let's stop this clock, make sure they don't have to use their timeout. There's a lot of decisions made this late into a season that you would think, like, hey, how is a team that's going to be an actual team doing things like this? But Big Mike wasn't there. You know, there was a True. constant that was removed. There was a certain one person, like Dan Quinn. They mm-hmm. talked about this last night. Imagine if Dan Quinn goes over to Kellen Moore, and next week he's just defense coordinator, by the way. So he's sitting right next, literally right next to each other at the table that Jerry and Big Mike are at the head of talking down to him. Mm-hmm. Imagine Dan Quinn goes over to Kellen Moore and goes, hey, you see me, Kellen, backwards hat? We're like the same now. You're young. I'm young. <laughs> fucking run the goddamn ball. What are you trying to lose this game for? And Kellen's yeah. like, hey, Dan, why don't you shut the fuck up? <laughs> yeah. Because later in the year, if that defense does something, like you know, Dan Quinn was in a bad spot there. Yeah. And there was people that were like, hey, somebody's got to tell Kellen to run the ball or this is a young playmaker or whatever the internet was. I even said, hey, Kellen Moore, run the damn ball. Dan Quinn, though, is in a terrible spot. There's no way he... So unless Jerry hops on the headset and goes, Hey, Kellen, listen, we did you see what I fucking said to the fan? WFAN. <laughs> did you see we're going to feed fucking Zeke, pal? Did you not... Do you not have Twitter, Kellen? Uh, do you not wear backwards caps like that? Did you not run the fucking... Bu- Unless Jerry's doing that, who would be the person to tell Kellen more that? It can't be Dan Quinn because literally in however many days... Obviously, we hope for Big Mike. Hey, teach yeah, yeah. Get better, Mike. I assume blood pressure wasn't great watching that game last night. No, no, no. no. That team, he's had a look like, Whoa, what is this? Amateur. Yeah. Hey, still going to win, though. Still going to win Friend. against a completely depleted Saints offense. The Saints defense still the Saints defense, too. So we got to give them credit as well. But I, I didn't know how it was going to pan out. And it wasn't until those situations where I was like, Dan Quinn can't say a fucking thing. You know, Dan Quinn, former head coach, he knows this. <laughs> Dan Quinn also knows, like, in four days, I am no not, longer. Not head coach. I, I, I've actually been here for less time than this guy. Yeah, 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 it is. It was fascinating to watch it all pan 
uh, but it was great getting that win. Go ahead, Ty. Well, I think just like the way you said it, and just for, as a fan from a team that's up there in the NFC, like you look at the Bucks, and it's like, okay, that that is a team that like you know the Packers, like the Bucks are very good. Like they're they're going to be fine in the playoffs. We really don't know about the Cardinals yet. We'll see, but it does seem like it's the same Cowboys team. Like they look so good, they're unbelievable on paper, they're explosive, but then they go play and like they just continually do those dumb things that it's like, hey, these these teams that are going to go to the NFC Championship, go to the Super Bowl, like they don't do that kind of stuff, especially in the thirteenth week of the season. Hey, now it was the first game where they had all their stars back, mm-hmm. and we did talk about maybe a little chemistry issue, but yeah. they're stars for a reason because they're able to buy into teams. Like that's a part of being a star is being able to fit into an offense, right? And I guess the thought of them all being back is great news, and maybe they'll be able to build up chemistry, and you don't have to be playing your best ball until like a week ago. Right. You know? yeah. yeah. So them Oof. still trying to figure it out. There's been late bloomers. There's been teams that have got hot late, but it is this late in the season whenever you see some teams and you see some other teams, and maybe it's just bad game, but it looked like that is potentially what they have been the last few weeks, and they got very lucky with what the New Orleans Saints have been going through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With that being said, very difficult to win in the NFL. For sure. Yeah. So the Cowboys should be happy. Cowboys fans should be happy that you get a win. It's good for your record. But if you're watching this weekend and you're seeing any of the shit going on at the top of the NFC, I think there's a lot of people that potentially realize that our team's good. Hey, it's good. We got a good team. The NFL is good. It's not the Lions. Like, no, the Lions. no. No Worst hope. offense ever. They're so bad. Come Worst on, offense man. in the history That's of the NFL. In an <laughs> offensive-friendly league. Yeah. yeah. They're breaking records from back in the 90s. <laughs> mm-hmm. Of lack of production in offense. Yeah. It's fucking un- it's absurd. The NFL has tried to rig the game for offenses <laughs> to be- have success. And the Lions are like, no, we're old school. Mm-hmm. We don't have success on offense. <laughs> no. <laughs> we want to win every game 14 to 9. Okay. Maybe even 9-6. Yeah. And those kneecaps we were gnawing on, nah, we're gnawing dubs now. And, yeah. and they are coming in very little bites. They are close. They are low. These are battles. These are cardiac-type games. But the Dallas Cowboys should feel good that they're not them. Right. Or any other team, for sure. But at what point? Like, Dak and CD seem to be on different pages in numerous mm-hmm. occasions. Yeah. Now, granted, <clears throat> big-time plays by Gallup. I mean, those he has a... And, and Tony and I were watching this game on a private plane on a, on a laptop. No big deal. No big deal. <laughs> but it was freezing. So the internet, not great because you're on an airplane. Mm-hmm. So like the there was a one-handed grab by C.D. Lamb. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Back in the zone. It paused we thought it was- when he caught the ball and his feet were just a blur. Mm-hmm. We're like, holy fuck. Did C.D. Lamb just score a touchdown? We're about to go crazy. So he wasn't even close. No. no. The Michael Gallup thing, similar situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. But we did not give him the credit like, like oh, he probably caught that. And then he actually did. It was like, holy hell. So they have those spurts. Can they just remain consistent? And that's what great teams are. They're consistent, and they don't make mistakes. And that's just – it didn't seem like that was Cowboys I, last night. I think, with, win, though. I think with them, you should be optimistic because, you know, all their stars were back for the first time or whatever last night. And they're only going to continue to meld and get better on offense, and they won't have those things like CD and Dak had. But then on defense, when you have Micah – and Demarcus Lawrence was back, and then Randy Gregory comes back next week. If you could get after the quarterback on defense, like that's seventy five percent of the battle. Hey, Diggs is greedy, huh? Oh yeah, greedy. he's got nine of them. Nine mm-hmm. of nine's a lot of picks. Yeah. Now I, I didn't hear the same amount of backlash about how terrible he is as a corner <laughs> last night. Whenever I tweeted about him having nine turnovers by himself, which is 
Now, granted, the system and the scheme, I understand it's not just him, but they had him back there returning punts at some at one point last night. Yeah. They got a lot of faith in the athleticism that is Trayvon Diggs, and they let him do his thing. But it's not as much as, oh, he's giving up 4,000 yards, and maybe it's because it was Taysom Hill last night or whatever. You know, he made a couple good throws. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Four drops, so he should have four more completions than he has. But that Harris touchdown also, it felt yeah. like the Cowboys were already celebrating. So right. those yards potentially cut in half as well. Not an incredibly impressive game from Taysom Hill. Jumped over a guy. Oh, yeah. Threw some good balls. But also, don't know why we've been starting Simeon over him for a while. Yeah. If yeah. he's even a thought. Like, I don't think Simeon is, like, night and day better than Taysom Hill. You signed Taysom Hill to a $40 million potential year deal. You love him. Is it like the gimmick plays are worth more than him potentially developing as an actual quarterback when you have no quarterback? I don't know what's going on down there in New Orleans. I don't know how Sean Payton's handling that entire thing. Well, he had the thing on like the bottom of his foot, plantar mm. fasciitis or whatever the hell it's called. <laughs> plantar fasciitis. There it is. Okay, cool. And that's why we he... We learn something uh, new every day. Yeah, huh? I mean, you know, words are words sometimes. And it is spelled with an A-R at the end, so you gave that a little credit. Plantar. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what you, well it's plantar, but it is plantar. spelled with an A-R. <laughs> okay, well, you know, I'm a big pronunciation guy. I know. Sure, you know. I know. Omicron. Omicron, exactly. Omicron, whatever the hell it is. But it makes more sense to start Simeon and use Taysom Hill in that, you know, wildcat. If they're going to be the same. If they're, yeah, especially without Kamara. I feel like. See, in my head, I'm thinking that Taysom Hill's upside because of how athletic he is a quarterback has to be much higher than Simeon. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So whenever you're you're going back in. Now, maybe Simeon. I, hey, listen, Mike White came out and had good five quarters. That's right. Remember? Mm -hmm. I yeah. thought I should have been number one overall. <laughs> should have been. Yeah. I fucking love Mike White. I think he does potentially follow the show as well. Yeah. But that was crazy, the interviews and the press conference that were happening after a good game against uh, the Bengals. Bengals, yes. yep. He yep. sliced and diced the Bengals. And maybe Simeon is a guy that just needs the right opportunity and everything like that. But the way Peyton talks about Taysom, and then you see Taysom play quarterback and you see how Simeon plays quarterback, I don't know, maybe I'm getting something way wrong and maybe the threat of him being a weapon is there. But this could be a time to develop him, especially you know, especially with him and Kamara. And if you're, uh, I don't know, it's just, I guess keep him in the gadget role is fun because it adds a wrinkle to your offense when he's coming on the field. The defense doesn't know what is this eleven personnel twenty. I mean, they don't yeah. know what the personnel is because they don't know where he is. I get it in the red zone and third down. Those are very fucking important plays. Can't you do all those things when he's a quarterback though? Too. I mean, Lamar Jackson. Yes. They've been able to figure out how to do it with Lamar Jackson. They've been able to figure it out. I just don't know how Sean Payton, who is this. Actual genius offense. I mean, every record Drew Brees has, I'd assume you could also attribute to Sean Payton because that offense was just so fucking dynamic. I don't know how they haven't had that figured out down there. Now, once again, RB1, RB2 yeah. out, yeah. left tackle one out, right tackle one out, wide receiver one out. I mean, quarterback one out. Everybody's out on the offense. But even more so, it's like, why are we just not having him do his... He jumped over a fucking guy last yeah. night. Yes. I mean, he, he, like, could you not make an offense around that? I don't know. I, I mean, he know. runs for 100 yards last night. So yeah. if you have that... If he was 19 of 30 instead of 19 of 40... And like Mark Ingram or Alvin Kamara, who's and then throw like, five picks. Yeah, through, yeah, yeah the picks. We haven't even got to the five picks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but also that's the end of the game. Mm -hmm. You know, and this get like I feel like I'm giving a lot of credit to Taysom Hill, like too much of a leash because he did throw picks to everybody. And in my yeah. video congratulating Diggs, I'm actually like, <laughs> you get a pick, you get a pick, mm -hmm. you get a pick six actually, because he had to start opening it up. But I don't think they can be an offense with Taysom Hill where they have to throw from behind. No, no. no way. Right? Like, this is one of those things where, uh, I don't know, him throwing five picks is obviously incredibly 
terrible to my narrative that he should potentially start over Simeon, but I don't know if Simeon's running for a hundred and some yards either. No, like, well, that's, you know, and that's the, I don't, I don't know. Well, and like with him as a gadget, like they haven't really been using him this year. Like you don't see him scoring touchdowns, catching passes. So like maybe um, if, if you don't have a guy like Drew Brees, like he becomes less, less valuable as a gadget player. And I was kind of joking yesterday when I said like, Hey, they he needs to run it 35 times and they need to have the ball for 42 minutes. Like that's you, real though. Legit. And, <laughs> and when you have all these guys out, like, that's why he's not. I don't think he. You, but he's a stopgap guy. Like they could just put him in, and like, if he and throws if Kamara fifteen comes times back, a day, ex- and they haven't been able to get on the same page for whatever reason. Right. I think it's because yeah. they want him to throw the ball to Kamara. Exactly. If you guys just become a run offense with Taysom Hill and Kamara, and maybe a little screen game and everything like that, I mean, they can. And Sean Payton's much smarter than us. Right. This is us just watching, going, "How is this the decision?" Especially with how good that defense is. But even in last night's game too, it was never. They were never down by an amount where no. it was like, okay, no. we have to throw now. Like they could, there was that one drive where Taysom Hill ran it like five consecutive plays, and they got like thirty yard. Like they were just like when they actually settled in and let him kind of just run, they were kind of having their way with the Cowboys a little bit. But then all of a sudden, it'd be like, all right, first down, we're, we'll throw one, and then they'd go. He'd throw three consecutive passes incomplete, and they'd have to punt. It was like. It, it made no sense. Blake Gillikin pounded balls last night. Anger had a couple bombs last night. That was good to see, obviously. Oh, Always yeah. good to see. Um, yeah, Sean Payton's – every time I judge somebody's offense and what the decisions they're making, I, I feel like a hypocrite because when I was in the league – and people would be like, hey, why is this happening? I'm like, ah, dude, they watch fucking 20 hours of film. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, they, they are. They, have you watched every snap this defense has taken for the last four fucking years? Okay, that is what these people are doing. But it's hard not to whenever you look back because you, in, in Sean Payton and Kellen Moore and these guys, they're, they're competitive. Let's assume they have some egos as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, to get through a game for Sean Payton where the quarterback is maybe only throwing the ball 10 times yeah. and he knows how good his offense is potentially designed to throw the ball, I wonder if that gets in there in the middle of the heat of the moment, yeah. too. Sean Payton knew there was no reason they should have been in that game last night. Yeah. So, if he's trying to, like, steal some real quick, like he had with Harris, by the way. There's one where Harris slips. Yeah. Where if he makes that cut, he's potentially off and running, too. He is dynamic. Yeah. <laughs> he is a dynamic player, that guy. So, I wonder if that creeps in too like for kellen hey we uh we throw this ball right here we move this game's over like let's go and do this as opposed to like hey let's just we got it we could also run yeah for the first down but kellen moore's thinking if we throw a dagger right here and then the worst case scenario happens they show his face and he's like oh shit i didn't even prepare for that to potentially happen (laughs) because of how good Dak is i guess it's learning curve but sean payton he's at that level where i don't know if it's learning curve i think it's just like does he not does he want his offense not to look like that? Does he? Like, I don't want to be associated with an offense where the quarterback is running it thirty times. I don't know. Those are decisions that have to be made because that defense is going to win you games oh, yeah. down there at the Saints. And with that cap situation, like we were talking yeah. about, like I can't imagine him not be if a guy like Rogers or Russell Wilson or someone like that is available. Like he's not doing this bullshit another year. Like, well, then all of a sudden, by the way, Taysom Hill's back to that role that he had exactly. Mm-hmm. And maybe he, you know, I mean, he's he's paid, he's happy. I mean, because you after watching last night, like. I don't. How much? How, well, how much higher is his ceiling as a quarterback? Like, I think Taysom, we know exactly what he is. I think. He, I think he can. I don't know. Like, I just think the RPO game that they can get to with yeah. him reading, and I, I just. I don't know why you put. I mean, maybe I missed something on Simeon. I haven't watched enough of Simeon. I just. Six. 
I think well, the original he's just bland quote, white. Right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. It's literally hey, probably just safer. There's no. I don't yeah. think there's a risk of Simeon throwing four or five picks in a game. That's probably that's probably their mindset. When they some throws, those are all like fourth quarter. He threw three in the three four. in the fourth quarter in the last six and a half minutes. Yeah. So when they those just, are all just like. Yeah. And granted, they are still picks. They are on his fucking yeah. on his. And the pick thing. on the sideline earlier in the game was incredible. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yo, yeah. the fucking ho- hovering. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Curse. Was he? You know, there's those memes. Um, where somebody gets excited potentially and they're laying on their dick. Mm-hmm. Oh <laughs> sure. yeah, that's yep. what that looked like. Yeah, did he was he it's was an incredible oh, talent. Yeah. It was unbelievable. There's no once again we're watching this on an iPhone. There's no way that fucking guy caught that ball. And then they show the slow mo. Then they go into break. They come back. I was like, yeah, he, yeah, did. he did. That's he did one it. of the best catches. Yeah. And then Michael Gallup's like, hold on, I got one too. That team is littered with highlight reel moments. Can they get it all together? Because it's not about the highlights. It's about whether or not you can fucking win in four quarters. That's right. Manny Arena. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Watch Manny Arena. Mm-hmm. Just do your job, dude. That's it. Just do your job. It's a pretty simple game when you just do your job. Pat. And if a highlight comes, cool. But we need it for all 60. Yeah. Highlights don't matter. <laughs> That's get, right. Go get another one. Highlights, by the way, sell jerseys. and What? You know, maybe run up the numbers or whatever. Mm-hmm. Winning is all that matters anyway. Yeah. Buy that too. That conversation about uh, Brian Kelly. Oh. Okay. We should talk about it. All right. Because this clip <laughs> was displayed and showcased to my eyes. Mm-hmm. And I said, God damn, Brian Kelly is going to get murdered for that. And they said, Oh, yeah, he is. Because <laughs> I was not on the internet at the time whenever this video had hit the internet. I was in the middle of something, uh, catching up with some people back at Plum. That was very cool. But as soon as I saw it, I go, Oh. That he's getting it, huh? And they're like, yeah. And the, what he's getting it for is there seems to be quite a change in dialect, in uh, <laughs> right, sure. in speaking, in yeah, tone, in everything. Of uh, Brian Kelly, just like twenty four hours apart from each other, yeah. it was pretty noticeable, I guess, by the internet. Go ahead and run that thing. Those incredible twelve years of my life for me and my family, uh, being here in Notre Dame. It's a great night. To be a tiger. I'm here with my family. <laughs> <laughs> we are so excited. Ma, to be in the great state no of Louisiana. My, my family. family. Hey, now listen, people are burying Brian Kelly because he's e- easy to bury because he did actually be a part of burying a child. Yeah, exactly. At one point. So, Jesus. I mean, there was a lot to talk about Brian Kelly and his head <laughs> no. almost exploded uh-huh. a lot of times. And I saw yeah. him at Cincinnati when he was on. So I was at West Virginia. Was he, yep. he was at Cincinnati. They had great teams. Okay, they had great teams with great games. He was a psychopath. So, oh yeah, I mean he's gone up, he's evolved, he's grown. The way he has left still Notre Dame, yeah, still it has to be. He's yeah. a college football yeah, coach. Not the way he left Notre Dame, with college football, everything that's going on. Obviously, he is college football coach through and through. Brian Kelly, okay, sure, he will do song and dance if he has to do song and dance whenever. With all that, and we are not Brian Kelly fans here. Let's no, not. No. Let's go ahead and make sure that yeah. is. We respect that he's been able to win, but we assume that winning in college football, if you're not like Nick Saban, who just has a factory, there's some shit probably happening behind for some people, not all people. So we are not Brian Kelly fans necessarily, but 
pretty hypocritical if everybody started burying his family all of a sudden. Could you imagine getting <laughs> dropped down in the bayou? The oh, yeah. did, you, did you hear how Coach O spoke? That's how yeah. the natives spoke down there. Mm-hmm. Brian Kelly was walking office to office, booster to booster, meeting to meeting, lunch to lunch yesterday, meeting everybody down at LSU. Hey, bye, bye, That's who he's talking about. Yeah. I mean, that's how, I don't know how he wouldn't have picked up just a little bit. I mean, there's people talking with the Yinzer accent all over the place from this show. Now, I don't know if it happens within the first eight hours, but I I will be one to tell you. I played soccer over in England. Mm-hmm. I was mating all of them. You know, oh, yeah. Hello. I mean, I, mm-hmm. you might, I played soccer in Paris as a kid. I came back. We, right, right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They asked questions. Yeah, after everything. Yeah. I was speaking like for a couple of days. I order food from different places. Um, my mouth immediately, it, it just to speak to them. I don't think we should be burying Brian Kelly for this particular action. I think it could happen to everybody, but goddamn, it is a great added piece to the recipe of this guy sucks. Yeah. And the internet has gone bananas with it. Obviously. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's the thing. Like you said, like, is it a huge deal? No, I mean, they loved it in the arena, obviously. I love yeah. my family. <laughs> they were going we had nuts. gumbo earlier today. But it is, you know, it's like, hey, any, any feather you can put in oh, your yeah. hat to say this guy fucking sucks, more people just jump at the opportunity to and he, he provided one. I do love the fact that the uh, <laughs> the LSU community, yeah, who would normally not stand for this guy mm. or any of the shit, mm-hmm. like if this happened at Alabama or anywhere else oh. with Brian Kelly, they in the moment are half have to believe, especially publicly and everything like that. And it sounds like they're in. Hey, yeah. I, I feel mm-hmm. like they're supporting his family. I think so. I think they're going to get going. And Brian Kelly is has won yeah. a lot. Everywhere. Now, he's in the SEC. Mm-hmm. That team's going to be good. It does not matter how many families or accents you have. If you win, people will be fans. Mm-hmm. Highlights don't matter. No. If you win, people... Now, if you stink, the highlights are the only thing selling. That's right. Yeah. But winning is literally the biggest fan creator, the bigger, biggest number generator, the biggest everything. And this guy knows that, and that's why he can do all of the insufferable shit that he does. Because all he does is win. Yeah. But man, if he starts losing down there, I think his family is going to be experiencing <laughs> something much different than they've ever experienced before. I, I go ahead. I was going to say I have enjoyed because you were talking about how the feather in a cap just for this, like all the stories about Brian Kelly being a piece of shit, like with Lafleur and Salah inviting him over to the uh, coach's just, Christmas party and saying, "Hey, you're parking cars and shoving the driveway." Hey, I, you're, I hey, you're actually valet. We are having. <laughs> yeah, I have enjoyed all that stuff this week. And like, it's, this is just a feather. Well, yeah. Notre Dame too. There's a lot of shit coming oh, out yeah. of Notre Dame yeah. too. Those uh-huh. are only going to continue to lose. Oh, assistants yeah. apparently. Who? Yeah, I'm not fucking going down yeah. with that guy. Stabilizing the program. Uh, Marcus Freeman, one of the coolest dudes of all time. Mm-hmm. He's about to be. We are here. Like yeah. this is what we're going to do. We have a house where we already built a goddamn team. We're going to get going. Congrats to Marcus Freeman. Oh, yeah. There you go. Is that the Dick Corbett head football coach? Is oh, that like the that's the Marcus Freeman, Dick Corbett head football. If imagine if Corbett's last name was Pound. Oh, oh man. And we were able to get back-to-back days of Dick Pound references. <laughs> I mean, that would have been a big-time thing for us. Dick Pound, by the way, Olympian. Get off our yeah, ass. Yeah, exactly. Anyways, congrats, Marcus Freeman. Happy yeah. for him. Marcus. The moment where the strength coach, who is usually the closest with 
the team because yeah. you're with it. There's no, there's not as many rules for how much time the strength coach can be with the team. The strength coach is with the team at 6.30 in the morning, all off season, all summer when the coaches are recruiting. The strength coach is the closest coach to the team. So the strength coach has to have a great relationship with the team, I think, in most places. I've heard that some places did not get along with their strength coach. I don't know how that would be possible without quitting or leaving or entering the transfer portal because the strength coach's job is to turn you from a boy into a young adult. You hear stories of people putting on 30, 40, 50 pounds of muscle. That doesn't just happen because you get older. That happens because you're in that weight room for hours and hours drinking protein shakes and other nutritional things that are taking place that are all structured by the strength coach. So the strength coach is technically for everybody. Where some coaches have to pick and choose who plays, who doesn't play, who they like, who they don't like. The strength coach should feel like an ally. The strength coach is for everybody being better because that is what they are going to be judged off of. So the strength coach at Notre Dame introducing Marcus Freeman as the head coach who was already a coach there, I think was a brilliant idea. I think it was a very good idea. In that reaction from the Notre Dame players, if you have not seen the video, you should go check it out. It's awesome. Now, Cynic says... Those kids' scholarships are now being controlled by that guy. (laughs) Those kids' future are now being controlled by that guy. Those kids' playing time are now being controlled by that guy. But that felt like a genuine, genuine reaction for a coach that they had a lot of respect for, a coach that they saw as an assistant, a coach that they saw as a defensive coordinator, somebody they could relate to much younger. I assume I don't know him that well. I got a chance to chat with him at Cincinnati's training camp a couple years ago. He's probably vastly different than Brian Kelly as a person. That team felt like, hey, we're not going to miss a step here. And if Marcus Freeman can win at Notre Dame, he's very young. He'll be there until he retires. Yes. Forever. Unless he wants to go coach in the NFL. And Notre Dame will take that, – that's like the big thing. Like Brian Kelly going to LSU and acting like Notre Dame was like a small thing. Yeah. That oh, was yeah. fascinating to me. Oh, because, yeah, and they'll never forget that. Yeah, that, that was they, – they will not – he will not get a hero's welcome, no. I don't think, back because <laughs> of what he did. But Marcus Freeman has a chance to really set himself up here in his coaches, which are young. You saw Tommy Reese, very yep. young. Mm-hmm. If you – if you went, yeah, this video is incredible. Here he is. This Marcus Freeman gets introduced here by a strength coach. And then I think the players are just finding out. Let's go, he says. Hey, that's dope. Yeah. I mean, that looks like genuine yeah. excitement. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you'll see a lot of the like college players for their coaches excited. But the coaches have eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, right. You know, and if you're, yeah, and then somebody's, you know, all right. Okay, let's assume that person's life is going to be tough, whether it's getting their scholarship removed or losing playing time or just in conditioning or cardio in the summer. Oh, there's a different time that this particular position group has to make until old buddy potentially. Let's make this guy quit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So there is just, so normally my natural reaction, whenever I see college players excited about their coach, I'm like, well, they fucking have to be Mm -hmm. like there. There's literally no other option. You have to dive a little deeper to see if it felt real. 
feels like Marcus Freeman's got that team. And I assume with Notre Dame's backing and Notre Dame's national television every fucking week on mm-hmm. NBC yeah. and with his young ability, I think he, they're going to continue to be a wagon. I, I think Notre Dame's in maybe the best position they've been in in a long time. And that's saying a lot whenever you lose your coach midweek out of nowhere before a potential college football playoff berth. I mean, that is insane to think about, but I think all parties – uh, are much better off here. And, and I, actually, by the way, we don't know if LSU is much better off or not. No. Yeah, true. Brian Kelly wins, but yeah. the SEC is a different animal. Uh-huh. Yeah. Especially with Texas and Oklahoma coming oh. in. But what if Bama uh, Lincoln does? Riley's out, though. So who true. Man. Who cares true. about Oklahoma? Well, is Arch going to Texas, though? Oh, if we got Arch and Sark. Then. Arch and Sark. Arch, Arch and Sark. Dominating from start. Oh, Sark how about that? fired after this year. No, not if he lands Arch. <laughs> uh-huh. True. And he, and so he damn, honestly hey. should just take the rest of his time off of this season and go right to go New get Orleans. Arch. Go yeah. right go, to New Orleans. Go get Arch. Hey, what do we need to do? You, you want to start a 17 year old? I don't think anybody's done that in a long fucking time. <laughs> yeah. He's the perfect quarterback for that offense, right? Yeah. Perfect. He's Mac. He's so. Mac, basically. Right? Yeah, probably a little more athletic, but still. Yeah, he moves. Yeah, he's fast. He's the fastest Manning. Yep. He's been at the Manning Passing Academy, which all these NFL players say, hey, this Manning Passing Academy was offering every day of his life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're Sark, I guess you got to go get him. But the SEC is going to fucking chew them up for a while. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. Alabama ain't stopping. No. Is that Georgia defense going to forget how to play defense? No. Kirby Smart's still there. By the way, Jamal Adai, West Virginia um, alum. Yeah. His first year down at Georgia coaching down there. Oh, is he? How about yeah, that? Best defense of all time. I don't know. You tell me. You out of the West Virginia down there. What do you, you tell me? Is, is it because Jamal Adai? I don't know. You fucking tell me. What's the X factor? Kirby's been there a long time, hasn't he? he? has been. Yeah. All of a sudden, Jamal Adai. I don't know what happened with him in Morgantown. What are we doing? I, I'm trusting the climb until the fucking guy leaves, and then he's part of the number yeah. one defense. Coach Brown. In the history of the world. Uh-huh. What's going on? Former teammate of mine. Love that guy. Central Michigan coach there for No, Minnesota. No. Central Michigan. Then I think he was at Minnesota. Remember, we were out there oh, at Minnesota yeah. Super Bowl. Yep. He was at Minnesota. Then, oh, he, yeah, yeah. then he was at West Virginia. Now he's at Georgia. Oof. And he's been there for a year. And he's like, he's posting these pictures that I never seen whenever he was at West Virginia. I mean, I think Georgia's got like a graphic designer for oh, my, yeah. my fucking dude's got action photos on a sideline with like full texture around him with the undefeated record and then the defense below it. I'm like, fucking. Good for you, dude. Yeah. But it's different down there. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's what I'm saying. It is different down there. And it's it's a real thing. It's well, a very real thing. There was a time, like, I mean, te- prior when you were in college, like 10 years ago or so, like Notre Dame and Ohio State, like it wasn't just like if you were in the Midwest or wherever, like you're going to go to Ohio State like mm-hmm. it kind of is now. Like Notre Dame used to, they used to ha- they have one of the best recruiting classes every year. I mean, I'm sure they still do, but like there are so many good like catholic high schools in the united states that they already have that built-in pipeline with like if he can is go that in, real oh yeah i didn't even think about that oh yeah yeah for sure oh so jesuit oh like so central catholics in plum in pittsburgh i'm sorry yeah. not in plum they i would assume what the pope just calls down and says hey notre dame needs a fucking quarterback yeah yeah I mean, is I, that how that thing works? Do they just have like a, go, a, a pope phone? A, uh, <laughs> they just call to every Catholic school and go, "Congratulations, you get to be a part of the fighting us." Yeah, like, yeah I, would, I, would, I would imagine that like every very good prep player that is at a Catholic high school, like Notre Dame, has a nice little beacon on them. Because I don't want to talk shit on Notre Dame. Growing up in Pittsburgh, I did not understand why this team is fucking on TV every week. In, yeah, I watched the movie Rudy. I thought it was cool, but. I mean, it wasn't enough to get me like, okay, I love 
Midwest, though, loves Notre Dame. Oh, yeah. I mean, Notre Dame has a – because they were the first ones with national television, right? Yeah. yeah. So they were the first ones with a TV deal. So they were the big, like, hey, Notre Dame, and also the Catholic – A lot of Catholics, too. Yeah. 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 So in Pittsburgh, I had no idea. And then I was at West Virginia, and our team was going, and Notre Dame was, like, ranked higher than us all the time. I'm like, what the fuck has this team done? <laughs> yeah. Like, what, what is this team – they always lose or whatever whenever they get in a thing. It's like, oh, they are huge. This team is – Huge, not just the team, like that network is gigantic. Yeah, massive. And I didn't even know they had a direct plug to all the Catholic schools in America. I should have known that, though. That's obviously the Pope's showing up in a fucking Pope mobile, Marcus Freeman. Oh, yeah. Hey, you want to come play football for the Lord, dude? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kneel down, stand up, sit uncomfortably on these wooden pews, go ahead and take a knee, stand up. Ha. Shut up, take a knee. Touchdown, Stand up, sit down. Touchdown, Jesus. Stand up, sit down. Kneel. Stand up, sit down. Stand. Sit down, kneel. Kneel. Stand. Pray. Oh, we're done. No, we're doing that four more times. Yeah, go to communion. Go go down there. (laughs) Come back. Hit a knee. We're back in in the second quarter. We're back up. Why is all that? That just became tradition, I guess, though. How come... Is that the original? They've changed it a bit. Yeah, it used to it's be in different. Latin, too. Like, there will be times, like, if I go back, if I go to Mass. You're on Catholic, like, right? Yeah. If I go to, like, Mass on Christmas or something, you'll catch yourself doing something, like, when I was in high school and grade school, like a communal prayer that you'll say, and it is not the words anymore, and you look like an asshole. Oh, it's they like, remix oh, we got a closet Catholic oh, yeah. over here. Guy only oh, Christmas this guy's Christmas oh, yeah. Easter. <laughs> yeah, right. It's son of a bitch. Yeah. It changed one of the only things I know. It was peace be with you, and, and also with you. It's not that anymore, no. is it? And with and your with, spirit. Yeah. What's See, that all about? Why See, you guys didn't like us all saying that? Well, I don't know. I think uh, you know uh, certain people who have been going to mass for a long time too. I ain't fucking saying that. Well, yeah. Oh. Peace be with you. Peace be with you, and also with you. And also, yeah. yeah I, exactly. I started saying it with everything. By the way, somebody would say something to me completely off. And also with, and you. Also with mm-hmm. you. And I actually felt a little bit like you know maybe the Lord heard that. Yeah. You know, maybe the Lord heard me. Uh, you know, quoting his lyrics. Mm-hmm. But I did. And I thought maybe at the end of the day, there's no way I'm going and dedicating four hours of kneeling, standing, sitting down to this guy, but, or woman, whatever. We, I mean, who we, I'm excited to see who's right, by the way, yeah, at the yeah. end of this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe awesome. nobody. But I, I don't know if I could do that. My dad, Catholic, Central yeah. Catholic, he did the whole thing. I don't know how. I have no idea how. I, I, I think I've tried it a couple times. And I think the also with you is the only thing that I really was like. It's my favorite part. That's cool because we're all talking to each other. Because every other time, we're not even allowed to look at each other. No. We, we got And I had. You know, what's that thing? Osgood Slaughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had Osgood Slaughter on my knees, both of them. And then obviously arthritis on my knees for everything as I was growing up. And I was, and they're like, uh, down on this wooden thing. I'm like, this, <laughs> this God hates me. Yeah. <laughs> this particular God is just, uh, that, we used to, uh, Discovery Zone. You remember Discovery Zone? Daisy. Oh. Yeah, Daisy. Bill Cowher was always Hell yeah. out there. It was all those tubes, those plastic tubes. Bill I could Cowher. not go. I could not go through oh, it. Go just oh. Couldn't get all the knees way through it. Too bad. Everybody no wonder you hated your childhood. Yeah, my knees are too bad. I couldn't go through DZ. I could only hit the net in the ball pit. You yep. know what uh, I mean? But I crushed that. I climb awesome. up the net, and then I get up on top of some of those things into the ball pit, which would eventually help me in war games. Exactly. But yeah, I couldn't crawl through any tubes or anything because my knees were so... DZ was the best. Yeah, those places were awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had, they had a good run. We were also talking yesterday about the under-18 nightclubs. that. Uh, we oh, oh, those were crazy. I don't know if you... We had them in, in uh, Boston. There's a few. Actual, right? Yeah. You go in there, it's an actual club. Oh, yeah, but it's just... Boxes mm-hmm. and everything, right? Mm-hmm. Night, you're going there like 9, 10 at night. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. 
All right, so yeah, we were talking about that. There used to be a bunch of them in Pittsburgh, like three, four of them, Doran wow. Meyer. I started going when I was like 12 or 13 with my brother and his friends. Jets. And then I kind of went through a Jets, Quake. Um, Club Zoo. Club Zoo. Yeah, there was a couple of them. We were talking about it yesterday. Phil and I, as we were driving uh, back to the high school or whatever, and we were reminiscing about, you remember when? Because we had a friend who thought he was a fucking pool shark at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I went with him one time. We were like 15, 14 years old. And he thought he was a pool shark. So he, he insisted that we were posted up on like the second floor where there was a billiards table or whatever. And I was like, what the fuck am I going to do? I'm just going to sit here, I guess. So I started walking and moseying around through these things. And I started like recanting what it was like walking through those things all by myself. They were actual nightclubs just for kids. You go to the bar and order like a Sprite. Mm-hmm. I remember thinking like I had an actual connection with the bartender who was like a 19 year old like i give like away like a sprites coming over i'm like 13 years old how the fuck did those exist and who was working at those that's things? right <laughs> who was working at and those? why were we allowed to go to them yeah why was i just getting dropped off at this thing as a 13 year old and just kind of moseying through this well obviously i had to lie and say i was 14 i think you had to be 14 and there's probably people lying saying they were younger oh yeah into that thing oh, yeah. too I mean, what a fucking melting pot of never could happen in 2021. Those yeah. Yeah. No the, way. The people working there, yeah. it's kind of like Notre Dame. They feed from the, you know, the Jesuit high schools. The people who are bartending and working at these 18 plus clubs, they're the feeder system to the real clubs like the Howl at the Moons. They'll uh, go down to those 18, you know, under clubs and they'll say, hey. Oh, that's minor league ball done. Exactly. Yeah. Double A, triple A, <laughs> yeah. G League in the NBA. I don't know about where we come from, though. I, I feel like our teenagers, that might have been much more to do. I mean, there was absolute brawls. Oh, I was going to say, that's what it's set up for. Every uh-huh. night afterwards yeah. in the parking lot, it was like, all right, which group of people is just going to get fucking bullied tonight and you normally you could tell who it was going to be and you walk out there and it was just like parents in a line to pick people up like it's a school uh-huh. yeah and then you got some kids who drove because they were like 16 or 17 by the way why are you coming to this it was very weird but they were like parking there and then there would just be this mix of like high school dance club house party yeah getting bombed with, club with people from every different rival area basically yeah, that's oh, yeah. why it was a i don't know once again, I don't know how these happened, but Phil and I started chatting about him while we were driving back. I completely forgot about that era of anything because I think I was literally just practicing soccer, traveling for soccer, and going to those nightclubs. And it was like, I've actually kind of been clubbing since I'm like 13 years old, probably why I got sick of it by the time I was forced to be and when I was 22, it's like, I didn't even think. Plum, Pittsburgh's wild. It's nice to hear Boston had those oh, as yeah. well. Because Foxy was like, what? No. Yeah, I'm, nothing <laughs> under 18. That's really weird to me. No, it was electric, dude. You just get bombed and then walk into these clubs and just have a great time. <laughs> yeah, so like when you're 13, yeah. 14, go to these things. You don't think about that. But then like the 16, 17, 15-year-olds, exactly. they're like getting, they're like yeah. intoxicated. Just getting ripped up and going to this club and acting like All you're 20. up on Mountain Dew and cigarettes and a Surge. water bottle <laughs> full of vodka. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Serge will get you too in there, Serge. I just wrote the business model on that it's to get kids out of malls and movies basically. well they didn't do that because we we're also in there i mean we're yeah. all, we, we, we like weren't a big movie crowd though we weren't i don't think so did you ever say i didn't go through a stage of going to the movies i guess people get a ticket to one movie and then they would just be there for yeah. like six oh, hours oh, yeah. Yeah, no, we only went, double the only one we ever went to see was uh, wedding crash bingo yeah it was worth it mm-hmm. yeah we didn't do that we were mall and uh underage nightclub guys which mm-hmm. makes oh, sense yeah. where we're at now mm-hmm. Yeah. I assume movie theater bouncers are people that are probably good people, but we're, not, we're, we're never friends with. Oh, I no. did that a lot of times growing up. See, there it is. A lot of times. So maybe I am friends with movie theater yeah. jumpers. Going, you know, maybe. But you're also, except at Harvard, you're the only human I've ever 
encountered take, take on a few day. vitamins beforehand. You mm-hmm. know, I guess about the dub gunner. Pay oh, eight yeah. bucks and you know, boom, nice little Saturday. Yeah. See three movies. You bring B dubs in too. Let's get to yeah. KMC used to do that a lot. Zeta, you did it as well. Yeah. So I got two friends that did that. Hell yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. Our mall stunk, though. It started going downhill once. Yeah. You know, oh, I was... We had a pretty good mall. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good. Not, not anymore, but... Our mall's terrible now, yeah. I, guess I think I've been to the one that you guys used to go to. Uh, yeah. It's a good one. Oh, yeah. It was a nice mall. It's a big mall. But it's trashy enough you can have fun. Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> like this one here in Indianapolis, too nice. Like there's mm-hmm. there's one up... Uh, it's like the showcase mall for Simon Malls because yeah. the Simon family's from here. Simon Mall, also the one I think back in Pittsburgh or whatever. It's like their showcase mall. It's so nice. I don't know how you do any ratchet stuff with your right. friends. Yeah, no, there's an arch garden. <laughs> it's so thing. <laughs> but there's also, cast. there's another mall to do your yeah, shit. right. Yeah. The one down here had good charm when it was still kicking. Omicron. Omicron. Uh, they got a movie theater up there, too. Yeah, that thing is going to be closing soon. <laughs> Now that the world's opening back up, so many new thrills are on the horizon. Okay. And whether you've been in a relationship for years or just getting started, we're excited to get back out there and meet new people. Hell yeah. When the moment comes, it's not come too quick. Oh, <laughs> here we go. That is not what they had in their copy. Okay. <laughs> they should. That was, I think they're going in a different direction, so let's go back a sentence or two. Okay, okay. When you, when the moment comes, you want to be ready. Hell That's yeah. true. Yeah. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for erectile dysfunction, Ooh. all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Once you take care of that, though, you get the Roman swipes, and guess what? Ha! Huh. Last a long time. Banging it, banging it, banging it. Yeah, it's yeah. Pete Alonzo at the all <laughs> yes. at the home run derby. Boom. That's right. Dingers. Downtown. Bingo. David Ocup- <laughs> Population you, dude. Hell yeah. Roman ready equals confidence. The confidence that you know you can rise to the occasion in the moment. We're looking at the Summer of Love 2021 version, and Roman wants to make sure you can participate in your way. Whether that be as a single person or a couple who would still rather stay in with each other, a U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you for free with two-day shipping. Okay. That's huge. Free? The shipping's free. Wow. I believe. Not the... Not the yeah, medication. F- free no. two-day shipping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, go to GetRoman.com slash McAfee today, and if you're prescribed, you can get 50% off your first month of ED treatment. Okay. That's G-E-T-R-O-M-A-N.com slash M-C-A-F-E-E. And if you're prescribed, you can get 50% off your first month of erectile dysfunction treatment. Make sure you're ready to have confidence and control this summer. Roman ready. Now... A man who's the host of the Man to Man podcast, everything DB, nine-year NFL vet, played corner, nickel, safety, everything in the secondary, big-time brain, ladies and gentlemen, Darius Butler. Yeah! Fellas, fellas, fellas. Hey, you see me pull up on one of these things, man? No shit's going down. Hey, that shit was smooth, man. Hey, this bike Any is... pegs on that thing? No, no, we're thinking about putting uh, two on the front, obviously, one on the side so yep. we can grind and then sit on the front, obviously, is yeah. what we're looking to do, but... Okay. This okay. thing's a weapon. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. Pretty expensive. Yeah. But that's why you got but the code. Where is it? Yeah, right now there's a big sale. Yeah, uh-huh. 10% off. It's huge. Code huge. Pack. This thing's got juice, dude. Like, you turn it on, like, the rabbit mode. Yeah. And it, like, you, you pedal it once, and it's, like, 10 of them. And then it's, like, you can turn it off and get a good workout. It's a very, very, 
good idea. Yeah, this thing's awesome. Tesla yeah, it, bikes. And Harley's involved in it, so like the frame. I mean, it is legit. A little pricey, any, but any I'm pricey. Any chance you ride it into work? What's that? Any chance you ride it into work? I will, yeah. Actually, CFO Phil rode one of these things to our uh, the igloo we're building, which is like 25 minute drive away from him. Yeah. Yeah. He rode it all the way up there. He lost his hat, actually saw it yesterday on the, the, the road <laughs> yep. as we drove past it. He was like, that's actually my hat right there. I was like, well, let's get it. He was like, that was two weeks ago. Three weeks. <laughs> yeah, that dead. thing is dead. <laughs> but yeah, I will ride it to work. I think that's what a lot of people do, dude, buddies. They ride uh, through the cities and to work and everything like that because it will get you there. 50 some miles too, that thing can go. Yeah, saving the earth too, man. Eco-friendly. Oh, look at that. Wow. Right. I'm a hero. Do you see what I just did? Big time hero. I'm a hero. All right, let's get, hero. let's get to it. Let's get to last night's game, D-Button. Also, thank you for joining us on this beautiful Feel Good Friday. It feels yeah. like camp again. Like hey, it feels right. It feels right. Yeah, are you, uh, you know, there was a couple times out in Tampa we had to get the, uh, yeah. you know, we had to pull yeah. you down. Pull we had to pull you back down, you know, because the air in, uh, <laughs> in Antonio Brown's house, in Antonio hey. Brown's house right now, the air was a little bit thick in that house. Yeah, that sage was, that sage was different. <laughs> <laughs> Out there. <laughs> uh, it's great chatting with you. We will talk about Antonio Brown, whose live-in chef was living in the house that we were actually in. Uh, we'll have to talk about that here in a bit. But let's talk about last night's game. Uh, Dallas Cowboys, Dak Prescott, get a win in New Orleans against a very good Saints defense, which I don't think we were even thinking about yesterday with all the injuries to the offense and the way the super boost was going. They get a win. It looked ugly. Saints might be, you know, they're so injured. Uh, Taysom Hill got the same injury as Russell Wilson. They don't. I don't know what the hell they're going to oh, do. Shit. I don't know what their identity is going to be. Yeah, but he, Taysom Hill's a Wolverine as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so what, what were your yeah, thoughts he, and your take? He, kinda on sucked, the- he sucked the quarterback kind of before he got that injury. So, <laughs> But he, it is a lot of things that he can do for an offense. I just don't think he's a starting quarterback. Uh, that defense, I, I wish that defense, I wish we could see that Saints defense with a quarterback because that defense, Dennis Allen, he, he's got them humming. They're flying around. They, got, they had a chance last night, not like, you know, Dallas came out there and dominated which I actually thought they would. Congrats on hitting the Super Bowls, too. That was hey, a, thank that you. Was, thank you. Thank you. you. I, 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 hey, that was a gimme, man. But, uh, so yeah, Dak, Dak didn't look comfortable. Didn't execute on third down. But that defense, Dan Quinn, backwards hat, he had him humming. Michael Parsons, special D's, got another pick. I mean, shit, everybody got a pick last night. <laughs> but, uh, it, it, I mean, it's tough. Tough to get a win in December. So, uh, shout out to the Cowboys. Okay, so let's talk about the Cowboys. And a win is a win. You should enjoy it. They get Mike McCarthy back. There's some clock management shit that's going on there. And I think the the clock management person, and it doesn't get you till it, it gets you, right? It doesn't, <laughs> yeah. it, it doesn't show up until it shows up. Like, end of the half, having two timeouts, having a two-minute situation happen. Like, you know, there's always questions on could you have done it differently, and it's happened with Mike throughout the year. So maybe they need to adjust that. But is there anything in your mind that makes you think from watching that Cowboys team, this team's going to be around championship weekend for the NFC? Hmm. Uh, that's what we nah, were saying. I, honestly, no, not right now. Uh, but they do it. They have all the pieces there. It's not like McCarthy. You know, he, he's done this before. He's won games in December. Went on to win the Super Bowl. Um, I don't think he's a bad coach. Uh, Dan Quinn, the former head coach, he's got that defense flying around making plays. But they really live on on, on splash plays right now, especially on defense. There, are, there were a lot of missed throws that he'll miss last night. That other quarterbacks in the NFC in December and January won't miss. Brady won't miss them. A Rod won't miss them. Uh, some other guys might, but uh, yeah, I, I can't see. I wouldn't bet on Dallas making a run 
uh, deep into the playoffs right now after, you know, seeing what they've done for the last uh, month of the season. They have had some injuries, had some COVID issues. Maybe they get over it, but it just doesn't look like they're clicking on all cylinders right now. Last night was the first time a bunch of their superstars were on the field together for the first time in this entire season. They are leading the NFC East, and there's a conversation about Washington obviously getting hot as well with uh, mm-hmm. everything they got going on. Ron Rivera, let's fucking go, walking off the field last week. We can't forget that. So maybe they'll be able to find some chemistry, but we're chatting in the first hour, uh, D-Butt. Week 13 is pretty late in the season. Now, now I know yeah. week 17, there's 17 games, it's 18 weeks. Week 13 is pretty late in the season. I, I think at this point, some of the communication shit that I think was going on with Dak and CD, like there's some alarming things that make us believe, I don't know if you can just say that this team's going to go on a run this year, even though I have the utmost faith in Dak. I love Dak. I love Zeke. I love a lot of them on there. But you saying splash plays, it feels like they get highlights in bunches, but for whatever yeah. reason... It just why is it you think? Why what is it you think about that team? They always have incredible players. They seem to make incredible always. plays. How come they just can't stack four together on a regular basis, you think? What is it? I mean, it, it's it's tough to do. It, it, it's tough to do. And obviously at this point in the season, you know, everybody, Dennis Allen, he's a he's a damn good coordinator. And they got some good pieces and good players on that defense as well. So they did a good job of mixing it up pre-snap. Uh, Post snap did a lot a good job uh, disrupting those receivers. Uh, Cooper didn't get a ton of snaps, but CD Lamb he was disrupted a lot, and that timing gets thrown off. So that's a part of it. The O line, I feel like the O line, which should be the strength of this team, one of the strengths of this team, um, has to shore some things up up front. Because Dak, even when he did have time uh, in the pocket, he looked kind of uncomfortable, and then other times he was uh, you know under siege. So there are a lot of things Zeke has to get healthy because this offense is at its best. When it's, they when won't it give him the ball. The they, 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 they won't give him the ball. What's they, that? They won't give him the ball. I, I mean, there was. I mean, granted, Jerry was too drunk to get the headset on and tell <laughs> yeah, Kellen, yeah, yeah. you know, because Jerry told WFAN uh, earlier. Street. Early, hey, I'm, it's about eight percent of me, right? <laughs> God damn, you know, bourbon takes at least twenty. I was only down there for two hours. Shit. <laughs> but anyways, he was not there. He he said it earlier in the week, like Ezekiel Elliott's going to get a heavy load, and I think that was Jerry Jones publicly stating. To Kellen Moore, like, hey, Ezekiel Elliott's going to get the ball a little bit more this week. And then there came some crucial downs. And I understand Dak Prescott just got paid, too. And Dak Prescott's unbelievable. But they went with a pass, and it did not work out. And there was a zoom in on Kellen's face. And it was as if Kellen had no fucking idea that that outcome could come. You know, like, he was like, I didn't even know we could get an incomplete. (laughs) And it was like, you have a guy, it is a perfect run-the-clock time. You're up 10, you're up 17. What are we even doing? And that we're talking about... A 17-point victory, basically, right? I mean, mm-hmm. Harris got that long one very late, but it felt like the Cowboys weren't like kind of distracted. So a 10-point victory in December is huge. But there's just so much shit that happens. I'm like, On the road, too. Yeah. There's just so much shit that happens, though, with like Kellen and the clock management and then some throws and errors that are happening that make you go like, man, I thought this was going to be the year for the Cowboys. And it's like, yeah. it feels like we're not here there yet. And that was that's a big moment. I was just watching that game back, and it was they were up ten, like six minutes on the clock, and I think it was second and five, and you pass the ball, pass it obviously again on third and five. But that's why you have Zeke. That's why you have Pollard. And, and Zeke, to me, he's visibly you know banged up. He's not a hundred percent. I was one play in the, late in the game. They motioned him out and threw a damn slant to him when Lattimore was on him. So they are doing some things that you don't quite understand. Um, and like I said, the offense is obviously much better when those running backs are involved, when that offensive line is getting off the ball and blocking guys. And that gives, uh, you know, that opens up the back end for Dak as well. But it's week 13, it's soon to be week 14. 
Everybody has the book, man. So you got to start executing and doing the good things you do. You got to start doing it better and throw those bad shit. You got to throw them out. Okay, let's talk about that. So you're saying like now when everybody's saying they're playing their best football, like Bill Belichick says, "Ah, Thanksgiving's when football starts. We got to be playing our best football. That is because throughout the year you figured out what you're best at. and Let's just do our shit. Let's do our best shit, depending upon what we need. But also in the same vein, everybody else knows what our best shit is and what our bad shit is as well, right? And that's why it's so hard to win late in the games because it's kind of a, a level playing field at that point exactly and that's why i i worry about teams that you know uh, kind of survive off the splash plays it's the teams that can go you know who can do the the normal the basic things over and over and over again and then make those big plays when you need them because now it's, it's it's best on best especially once you get in the playoffs it's only going to get tougher so those everybody's self-scouting everybody's scouting the team the tapes out on everybody so all these defensive coordinators, these offensive coordinators, they're going to come in with formations. They're going to come in with matchups, motions, all these different things that they feel will best work work best for this matchup this week. So it's a lot tougher as the season goes on as opposed to, you know, week three, week four, when everybody's still trying to figure out. Because um, everybody comes into the season with a plan, with an idea how this personnel is going to work, how the special teams are going to shake out. Injuries happen, things happen. And the coaches that do well adjust the best. And um, the players are smart and they can adjust as well. I feel like I just learned something there, honestly. I oh, do. Yeah. I didn't even think about the angle that, oh, everybody's got film now. Because we talked about Andy Reid season a few years yeah. ago. And then who took the reins of that? Somebody. Uh, was the Raiders? Yeah. The, oh, yeah, the Raiders. Yeah. They, they would win games They would win games in the season early that was like, how are the Raiders winning these games? And then all of a sudden when games mattered, the Raiders just kind of fell off. It was like, what? Every year it felt like the same thing. And then whenever, you know, every game is a primetime game and the conversation is heightened, you know, you never talk about the Raiders for whatever reason, but you look back on the season, and you're like, wait, the Raiders got some wins. Like, yeah. the Raiders got in there. It's like, well, is there a Raiders season where it's like at the beginning of the season when everybody is kind of laying out their shit, I guess, the way you describe it, they can take advantage of it. Like, Andy Reid used to be able to do it, it felt like. First 11 weeks, he had so many plays, so many gadgets, and then he ran out. Now he's got all yeah. the toys. Now he's got all the toys in the in the entire store. So it's mm-hmm. like, all right, these plays continue to evolve. And, and maybe... And I'm surprised I haven't thought of this. It is because everybody knows what you're going to fucking do at this point. So yeah. you have to execute now. You've got to be able to beat them in your rhythm, full court offense. Yeah, you're not, you're not fooling. You're not fooling these, these coaches. These coaches get paid. You know, this is when coaching matters the most. You know, beginning of the season, players are going to make plays. You're going to get matchups. You're going to win matchups. When guys start getting beat up, bruised, banged up, Depth matters more at this point in the season as well because somebody's going to have to step up. Uh, these playoffs, whoever wins the Super Bowl, somebody's going to make plays in that Super Bowl that wasn't expected to make plays, you know, when they came into the season. So every all year, those things matter, man. Every year that happens in the Super Bowl. Every year. Somebody like Antonio Brown scored a touchdown for the Buccaneers. Okay. Yeah. You know, like at yeah. the beginning of the season, think of that. That wasn't the game. Remember, Bruce Aarons actually said, we ain't got any fucking room for Antonio. Yeah. <laughs> and then that same Super Bowl, a season later, that, that Super Bowl, he's catching a touchdown from running a route that isn't designed. I mean, it is. The NFL is a crazy place. So let's talk about the NFL and Antonio Brown. Okay, so in the house that we were in, okay, there was a chef. I was actually probably paying the rent for this chef. <laughs> yeah, you were. To live in this house, potentially. And there's a quarters, actually, that... 
Zito was living in. That's right. This chef, I think, potentially moved in afterwards down there in Davis Island area uh, in Tampa Bay. Nice kitchen, too. Very nice oh, kitchen. Very nice I mean, the quarters was a good walk. Oh, and then yeah. There was a courtyard that was just Beautiful. maybe the coolest oh, thing. Beautiful. It's a great house. I mean, the living chef had a great house to live in, I think. Oh, yeah. If it is the house that we were paying for him to live in with it. <laughs> All right. It is. Okay. So, so you know, that that's where we'll start this whole thing. But Come on. We got to pay. We got to pay the damn chef. Let's start there, man. We got Pat paying the rent. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so is that what happened? I didn't get to dive into this enough. I saw I was tagged in a bunch of I, I was in the middle of something last night, so I wasn't able to be on the Internet as much like the Brian Kelly thing, which I can't wait to get your take on the Brian <laughs> Kelly situation hit yesterday on the Internet. I wasn't in the live. I'm, I got kind of bummed that I missed out. And then whenever I got back onto the Internet, Aaron Rodgers was the number one trend. I was getting added by a lot of people. Antonio Brown and a couple others were suspended for three games. I was like, what the fuck? What happened out here? Okay, so the fake Vax card um, snitch deal with the live, the live-in chef has made its way to the NFL, and these three guys are now suspended three games for this. A, uh, a B, I think Ian Rappaport maybe knew this was coming because yesterday he said, it seems like he's not going to be back for some time. The heel that was supposed to be three weeks is now. Yeah, yeah, I saw that too. Yeah, yeah he was kind of like, I think he maybe knew something was in the pipeline. But three <clears throat> uh, game suspension for those three dudes, and Aaron Rodgers got nothing. My take on this quickly before yours, and I'm excited to hear what you think as well. Aaron Rodgers lied to the people and to the media, okay? So the people in the media punished him, by the way, and right. they, mm -hmm. they did A.B., in this particular sense, if I'm getting it all right, he lied to Roger Goodell, right? And that's yeah. where Roger Goodell's like, hey, you remember you write emails about me, what happens? Okay, yeah. there's 650,000 of them. You write a fucking email about me, remember? Ah, ha, he, <laughs> see ya. And all your emails are coming out. I think that is the difference in this whole thing. But the vaccination, you know, protocol suspension here yeah. is definitely getting a bit cloudy in there. Definitely getting a bit cloudy. Yeah, it, I mean, it's, obviously, we're still in a in a in a really weird time, still in the pandemic, and you know, obviously, with the vaccine and the protocols and the man, not the mandates and the leave, but if Kinda. you didn't get it, you know, the type of daily day your schedule, how shitty it would be. So a lot of people essentially forced to get it if you're going to show up to your job, and it's not just NFL. Uh, I, I got one of my friends text me today that works for this huge company. He's like, "Hey, today they're firing all the fake vax employees, fake vax cards." employees so this isn't something that's just happening but you know when people have money people have access people can make a call to somebody you can go to your damn barber and say hey i got this job i got this gig i need a card so that's probably what uh ab did and it probably would have never came out if like i said if you'd have paid the chef i think it's bad that he did it obviously uh, but uh, it, this is going on a lot more places than uh nfl locker rooms that's just an unfortunate reality that we're living in when you have to you know make a decision between your livelihood or not you know people are going to do some things that you know necessarily don't look great so i'm um, not not good not a good look for ab at all especially with his past but he'll be out three more weeks and you know six weeks from now he'll probably be catching passes in the playoffs so <laughs> we're going to be talking about this yeah i agree we have to live the day-to-day -day news cycle and it is so fascinating because Roger Goodell probably had to make a statement here, you know, to the entire, oh, sure. to the NFL and the world, by the way, you know, because like you're saying, this is everywhere. And as soon as, by the way, as soon as I got the vaccine and then they gave me the card, I thought back to when I was 15 <laughs> years old and trying to find a fake ID. And I was like, this, <laughs> I mean, this is just a piece of, this is just a fucking, yeah. I, I mean, this yeah. in 2021, Invitation. this, I mean, this could be, and that's everybody's immediate thought, I think, that has 
maybe it, not the purest soul <laughs> whenever they got their vaccination card. And then I, I, it's now, I guess, starting to trickle out much further after than I expected. Yeah. Yeah. I guess they have a way to catch people. D-Buddy, is there oh, a way? I, I, I mean, the NFL, the Tampa Bay Bucks came out and said they didn't find any discrepancies at first. Um, it obviously got through. So the price, whoever sold this to AB, the price just went up. This thing <laughs> yeah. is good. This thing cleared a couple protocols. I think somebody rolled. Somebody snitched. I mean, it happens. Somebody so AB had to AB say he did it. Take the fall, obviously. It is what it is. That's that's what happens. And especially you don't pay your debts, man. It get it get yes. grimy in these streets. So I think that's yeah. a big lesson that needs to be learned here. <laughs> well, as again, well. by but, the way, uh, I, I yeah. mean, yeah, I, not I the first time. This is not the first time. Just. I just pay. Pay the man his money. It's easy. Just pay. I mean, he's living in your house. Yeah. Cooking your food. He's got his own quarters, I guess, over there. And I assume there was some sort of arrangement or agreement, but... And you got a bunch. You're going to have a bunch forever because you work your ass off. You're incredible at football. Yeah. Yeah. You know. You don't have to pay first month's rent. Yeah. Or or second second. or third. And by the way, a couple things. Don't have live-in chef life if you don't want to pay live-in chef life. You know, like that's, there's a couple of those things. Now, maybe there was an agreement and the live-in chef was like, no, nah, I remember those extra noodles, you know. Come on. <laughs> you know, that whole thing. You never know how that whole thing could go. I guess we haven't heard AB's side of the yeah, entire. True, true, true. I, I, you know, I don't true. know how that's going to go, but it's crazy. All right, let's talk about Brian Kelly here before we wrap up this hour and then dive into the third hour with Darius Butler joining us the entire way. Uh, coaches getting up and leaving, I think we've all talked about. Got to do, but... The way it goes about is despicable. How about Brian Kelly? Okay, going down to the bayou, picking up a southern accent, getting a good (laughs) pop, dropping an L. I mean, it seems like Brian Kelly's got it all figured out down there. What happens if he gets buzzsawed in the SEC? He is going to eat it. Because I will drop into a southern accent. I haven't even won all my games yet. (laughs) Yeah, he said my games, by the way. Well, that's just like when Hugh said, I know I'm going to win here in Cleveland. And I was like, wow, this guy's fucking out. I I know. Anytime a head coach is saying, anytime I know I'm going to win here, not the right mentality. Hugh, good guy, by the way. Cleveland, bad situation. But that is fascinating. Brian Kelly has a long list of shit, I guess, that people definitely hate about him. And this is another one. SEC's tough, though, D-Butt. It it is. But Brian Kelly's a good coach, man. Matter of fact, we were in the Big East when he was in Cincinnati. And uh, he he turned that program around. Everywhere he's been, he's won. So, I mean, I've been around a ton of coaches. I've been fortunate to have some really good guys that have been coaches. But to be honest with you, a lot of these coaches are assholes. A lot of these guys are type A personalities. A lot of these guys are frauds. They'll walk in your house and throw in a fake ass. You know how I many guys in the South he's recruited? He's got plenty of accents under his team. So, uh, that, that was hilarious that he picked it up that quickly. Uh, but, uh, I mean, I, it's been a lot of hate that's come out about uh, Brian Kelly lately. I, I don't necessarily have that same venom towards him. He, he does some little asshole prickish things here and there. But I think it, it, in, at the end of the day, he's a good coach. And I think LSU will be contending for, for a national championship in the next couple of years. They're going to have to. Or it's yeah. going to get hard for Brian oh, Kelly yeah. down there in the SEC. That's a di- It's different down there, especially down in the bayou. The, the thought of... Brian Kelly picking up his southern accent and having four to five different ones yep. <laughs> didn't even cross my oh, mind because yeah. he goes into he goes into California, bro. Oh, he, yeah, he drives up, bro. Yeah. So up, he got, bro. He's got a California. <laughs> he's got a California cell. He's down there in South Florida. Okay, he's got he's probably got a little South Florida. I didn't even think about him in the South for all these years. I would want to hear him switch up from the deep South to like the Texas South because that's a oh, and then. And then drop into Boston, by the way. Yeah. We, we want to get you get a, a, a wicked... Well, I think he's from, is he from 
Massachusetts. He's from the Northeast. Yep. Is from Brian Boston. Kelly Frank Caliendo when he's recruiting? <laughs> <all> he <laughs> he's Holy shit. This is something, D-Butt, where every Friday, AJ and I predict the entire weekend spread and uh, against the spread. And we have Coach JB joining us in about 17 minutes. He'll tell us about championship weekend for college football. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to hear his thoughts on all of that. But if if you don't mind, would you mind picking every single game alongside me and in eight? Let, let's do it. Okay. Hey, let's, go. Go. Let's, AJ do it. Hawk, let's do it. AJ Hawk texted his picks, uh, I believe, to Zito. Zito uh, will put the picture up on the screen. Did he not send it to you? Zito, you put the picture up on the screen uh, after we make our picks to see what he did. Okay. And we'll motor through those and uh, tell him how smart he is. So this is without the gift of seeing AJ's picks. I asked him to send them to me. He said no. He wouldn't do it. Whoa. He sent them to Zito. And he even put it, he sent it on a, uh, he wrote his answers. He wrote his things down. Okay. And it had an AJH at the bottom of it, like his note. Yeah. Like he's writing <laughs> he a letter scroll. Yep. Nice. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Love it. Terrible yeah. handwriting because of his fingers. Or? No, pretty good, actually. It's pretty, like, it's like a very. Uh, Stencil? It's not bad. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good handwriting, actually. All right, let's get started. Uh, we both had the Cowboys. I assume you had the Cowboys last night. You said that yep. Super Boost was a handout. You just spilled shit all over yourself. You'll get through it. You'll get through yeah, it. Yeah, water, a little. No water. No, no I ain't going to hurt nobody. Let's go to Vikings-Lions. <laughs> Lions are getting seven points at home. The Lions are in the middle of the worst offensive run in the history of the NFL. Now, just the last 15 years, but the NFL has changed so much in the last 15 years. You might as well say they would have been worse than anybody pre-15 years because the rules have changed for offenses to be good and they have somehow been the worst. Diggs? Seven in the hook if that changes anything. Oh, seven and a half now. The Lions getting at home against rival Vikings. Your thoughts, Darius Butler? It it is late. Late in the season. Divisional. But uh, Vikings. Yeah, Vikings minus seven and a half me as well. I ain't, I ain't never Swift gonna... is out too, Vikings. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and by the way, after the more and more I hear from the Lions, it feels like MCDC's mailed it in for this year. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> big time. Yeah, yeah I think it's officially safe to no, say. No, no chance. Oh, 16 and one is going to happen. Yeah, I, I've already made that decision. So, thousand percent. But will they potentially keep it within seven and a half against the Vikings, who still have some shit to play for, right? Can oh, we, yeah. Yeah, like, give me the Vikings. They're going to motor about them right out of Detroit. And, and there's, what, 45 fans for the first time in the stands? There's yeah, only going to be 45 people 45 there? People. Yep. They have nothing to buy a ticket for, Darius, up there. Nothing. They used to buy it for Stafford. Now there's nothing, D-Butt. And there's not even hope for next year either. No, no hope. Might as well mention that, too. They're going to pick off 20 Detroit mil next year. Is, they deserve better. I agree, D, but they got to pay. They deserve better. Yeah, go they ahead. They deserve better. It's yeah. on the team. Oh. And pay Oh, yeah. Move. Thank you, D, but Just keep Not it in just Detroit, sell. Though. Move the team. Keep, keep it in Detroit. No, no. What we're saying is San Antonio. Keep Antone. it in Detroit. Yeah. I, I, I like San Antonio. Whoa, 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 whoa. San Antonio. San Antonio Lions. San Antonio Lions. San Antonio Toronto. Sports City. Send them to Toronto. Toronto Lions. Oh, the Canadian Lions. They already got the Argonauts. Name them the Detroit Dumps. And then just embrace it. Just be that. Be the dumps forever. Put a poop emoji on the helmet. My oh, that's good. That was just one game in. We already got cities <laughs> selling teams. Yeah, AJ Hawk in his selection, he picked Vikings minus seven. It was minus seven at the time. So he picks Vikings minus seven and a half. We're all on the same page. That feels like probably a pretty good bet or a terrible one. We shall see. <laughs> Cardinals at Bears. Another seven point spread. This time at home. Bears getting seven points. This. This is seven and a half, and it also just came out that Cliff Kingsbury said Kyler Murray and wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins are game time decisions for Sunday. <laughs> Fuck. Are they practicing? 
Kyler was practicing if D, before. If, if D Hop practices, he plays. Sent that gif out. Kyler Murray tweeted that gif. Oh yeah, Kyler's playing. He can't put out that dude's head with the thing. Arizona sitting down. Arizona seven and a half. Seven and a half. I hate these little these hooks, but seven. Arizona. They're tricky. Ooh. Oh, Dalton's oh, starting, oh, right? Yeah. Oh. Did they say Give about Give me the Dalton? Bears. Plus, wow. Oh, I like that. Plus seven and a half. Give me the Bears plus seven and a half. I like it. Cardinals win, but. Seven and a half. Uh, I like it, man. Cardinals from wire to wire, they look like the best team. Oh, they're so good. Uh, World the Coast, Bears should have lost last week. It looked like they were both practicing this week, by the way, for. Uh, oh, yeah. Arizona. <sighs> I got video of it. They're stretching at least. Oh, my God. I, I, in my head, I just try to see the game, and every time I see Andy Dalton's helmet getting taken off to a <coughs> miserable face <laughs> no. with a great beard. Chandler Amazing Jones. beard. No, I see, like, his head, like, you know, like yeah. getting crushed. Like for the Cowboys what? when they played Washington last year. Yeah, well, so maybe that's the one that's and getting no one me. No, no, and, no, no. Yeah, no one helped him up. He got slammed. So give me the Bears yeah. plus seven and a half. Let's go. Wait, t- Tony, you only, it's only visual of them stretching? Yes. Okay. They're doing no cows. They're doing calisthenics, doing a okay. little karaoke. So that's not practice. That's yeah, trainers. Cause, yeah, because you know coaches' teams, we, you know, it's a, we do something called dog and pony show. Sometimes just have guys yeah. out there stretching, do a little individual, uh, do a little, and then send them inside as soon as the media goes out. So <coughs> media says, hey, I saw so-and-so on the field today. and They're running with the rest of the team. No, it's know. training, though. Yeah, it's warm-ups. If, yeah. you, if we don't have any, uh, you know, like actual, actual. periods – Limited capacity for Kyler. He's yet to do a full practice this week. Yeah, so they can, the way they can word that, he could just do warm-ups. I mean, there is. Do individual. The tweet. The tweet. Yeah. The tweet. Yeah, the well, tweet is real. That one and I'm going to stay with seven and a half. <laughs> let's go next. Uh, uh, let's go Bucks. Who does uh, AJ have? He has the Cardinals. Oh. Minus seven and a half. God damn it. All right, let's go Bucks. Falcons. Bucks favored by ten and a half in Atlanta. If you do recall, Bucks at Falcons late in the season last year, maybe middle of the season, late middle of the season last year. Second half is when the Bucks decided to flip the switch. They go into a bye week, they change their whole thing. Boom, they go on a full run there. Big time rival, ten and a half is a lot of points to be on the road for the world champs, D Butt. I got the Falcons in this one. Hmm. One Falcons. How's the injury situation with the Falcons? Is is anybody on their team playing other than Kyle Pitts? Uh, Calvin Ridley still. There's been no update oh, yeah. really, so I don't think he's. But uh, what's his name's been back? Cordero. Cordero's been back. Me, That's all that matters. That's me, all that matters. They don't score points when he doesn't play. So he plays every position. That guy. Every position. They had utility guy. Swiss Army knife. He's Good for him. He's been playing football for a long time in the league, and out of Tennessee, I believe, returner yep. and wide receiver and all that. Mm-hmm. Now he's playing safety. What if? What if this guy could have been doing all this since year one and somebody won't give him an opportunity? Mm-hmm. Just return the kicks well, for the Vikings. just wasted his talent in Chicago and uh, Minnesota. No, no, he no. He's a pro bowler in Minnesota. No, he crushed for New England. We were the first he team to put him out running back. Too. No, he's, the Bears, you guys ruined his career. Wasted he had those talent. amazing kick returns. We thought he was dead. Yeah, he was a pro bowler yeah. in Minnesota for being a kick returner. He's an all-time, yeah, all-timer in that department. Yeah, he's a, but also, alleged, I guess he plays safety as well. He's good at other positions. Yeah. This dude's a ball hawk Boys out there. All. Give me the Buccaneers. <laughs> what is uh hell yeah <laughs> hell yeah what does uh what does aj say uh he had uh the bucks at minus 11 so 10 and a half years. okay perfect all right colts texans at 10 this is down in houston go ahead ty mm. anytime touchdown is a good bet here i will also take the colts minus is tyrod taylor playing i believe yeah, so. I believe so. yeah he played last Looks week like too. road faves are the uh give me the uh go ahead d-, d what are you doing 
You take this one first, man. Okay, so. Because <laughs> this is tough. You they lost to, to the Jets first? last week. Who did? The, the Texans. Entire was. What playing. did AJ pick? Uh, AJ has Texans plus 10. All right, give me the Colts then. Give me the Colts minus 10. I'm riding with AJ on this one. I got Texans. Are you kidding me? Do you hear Frank Reich lay out all the decisions he made, why he made it in the press conference? <laughs> They're going to come prove a goddamn point. Yeah. Frank Reich might They're going to win. Colts will win. Coach Dave's going to be chewing his tongue first quarter when Jonathan Taylor's yeah. up over 150 yards. <laughs> and I love Tyrod Taylor. He owes me actually 20 public push-ups because of West Virginia, Virginia Tech. Maybe get a couple of those in this week as you're watching Jonathan Taylor run all over the barn. Yeah, you're getting a pissed off Colts defense. They just gave up 38. Houston uh, is 31st in the league in opponents rushing yards. Oh, oh boy. yeah. Uh-oh. You locked in already, D-Butt. Sorry about it. Let's go Eagles-Jets. Shit. Eagles favored by – this slate stinks. Eagles <laughs> yeah. favored. Favored yeah. by seven going into Damn. Zach Wilson's return for the Jets. Darius, your thoughts? Eagles. Wow. Eagles. They're averaging 35 for like a month. They laid an egg last week. I don't like the Jets. Don't like Zach Wilson right now. Eagles, Jalen Hurts, get back on track. All right. I got the Eagles as well uh, on the road. A.J. Hawk also. Eagles. Sirianni's boys. Let's go to the Chargers, Bengals. Chargers getting three, traveling to cold-ass Cincinnati. I mean, cold, cold, cold cold-ass windy Cincinnati. Uh, Bengals are back. Chargers are dead. Three-point spread at home. What are your thoughts, D-Butt? So, uh, Chargers plus three, right? Yeah. Yeah, I go Chargers plus three. All right, give me the Bengals minus three. What did AJ Hawker? Bengals. Oh yeah, he has to though. Yeah, he yeah, actually oh, has to do that. Yeah, I forgot about both that. Both teams. What seven and five after this week? Bengals. Chargers. All right. Sante Samuel back. Don't know. Need that. Damn, that's important. Junior. How, are the fucking Chargers back, dude? They were terrible last yeah. week. I mean, yeah. that is. I mean, that's that's what they've been in. Like, they've been off and been on, but you know. Oh, maybe this taking? is Herbert a game. Herbert Burrow right now. Build your franchise around me. Yeah, you. Well, I'll make this decision soon, man. You're probably buying a team soon. You got to No, no, that is not the big thing. I did see Denver's up for sale, and some people tweeted that. I appreciate that. I'm about three deals away from that. So the, <laughs> the, uh, no, I'm joking. Maybe four. The, um, Sante Samuel. Concussion. Maybe two. Doesn't look good. Nah, depending upon the two, and depending upon what the interest rate is on the bank that I go to, I would have to go to at that point. But what are you saying over there? Uh, Sante Samuel is still in the concussion protocols team. She but- ain't playing. Give me the bangles. Oh, yeah. And I'm building around. I'm having a split backfield. And they say when you got two quarterbacks, you got no quarterbacks. I got Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow on the team. I'm going to win. That's right. I'm not doing it. Let's go to Giants Dolphins. Uh, I think Joe, ah, I don't know. I honestly, that's, that's, a, that's a great, hey, that should be a poll. Well, that should be a poll right See, but I, I think, like, you put Joe Burrow in the Chargers offense. I think he, I, I mean, like, in terms of playing out in L.A., like, I feel like Herbert, with his personality and everything, would have mm-hmm. a tougher time playing in Cincinnati than Burrow would playing in L.A. See, I just, I think, I'll just go team-wise. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know between they both. I mean, they're both surrounded hey. by great weapons. I, I'm going Herbert. You know I'm going Herbert. So if you I'll have to, charged. by the way, I love Herbert too. He's like six foot five. He's a fucking yeah. animal. But it's like you Joe, do that draft over again. Herbert's going number one. <laughs> okay, so let's let's put a poll out on the. Uh, he's got a clean bill of health too. That and Herbert takes hits and he slides and everything yeah. like that. Joe Burrow's still trying he's to get killed. So do I care about the future of the franchise or am I like, hey, let's let's move some tickets here and watch a guy? It's yeah. Herbert. I'm taking Herbert. It has to be Herbert, I guess. Give me Joey B. 
I know. Ooh. I want Joey B. Joey too, B. But... He got some gangster in him, though. He's, That's what I'm he's saying. That guy. He's that guy. Like, he, he hates has, Herbert he has, though he because he's pissed the Dolphins back sure. on him. Well, yeah. So he's got an inherit. <laughs> but for and Gumpy, if you could please leave that out of it. I've <laughs> never said that. Tony's been spinning that yarn for years. Okay. Well, I apologize for believing Tony all of a sudden. Then Gump, that is on me there. But... <laughs> But honestly, that's a tough fucking question, I think. I, I don't know, because I love... If I'm on a team right now, and I go down in the locker room, and Joey Burzer, I think you're pumped, but Herbert seems to be... Same deal. Yeah, same hey, thing. put that poll up. Let's put that poll up. Let's do that for... Uh, for Let's do an hour. Let's do an hour. You own a team. You just bought a team. Who are you drafting to be your franchise quarterback? Both have good offensive lines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, every single draft, really. Going. I mean, you could go back to 2018 and... Because Kyler and Josh Allen, weren't they the same draft? Oh, yeah. Who would you, I'd go with Josh Allen, You could throw Lamar Jackson in there, too, if you want. But then, oh. It's absurd. No, Lamar, Lamar so was with uh, Baker. Yeah. Baker, oh, Lamar, okay. That's an easy Allen. One. Yeah. Josh Rosen. Rose, Rosen. <laughs> Don't forget Nine teams made a mistake. <laughs> Darnold. Hey, you remember the next Darnold. Time, hey, when he was about to get traded out of there, Josh Rosen out of Arizona, the media – Somebody's getting an absolute gift. <laughs> yeah. Somebody, I cannot believe we have not seen a first rounder traded for Josh. People are saying, "What are we? Did we watch the same fucking football? What is even going on?" Also, Hilwani. This cannot be forgotten. When they when the Bills drafted Josh Allen, Hilwani said, "That's the wrong Josh. You should have taken Josh Rose." Hilwani oh, actually said that. Oh yeah, it gets it, people bring uh, it back. No, up. how I, come I have never seen this I before? Have it, I have it bookmarked in my Twitter. <laughs> In right now. I did not know that. We just found the a nice little Josh. piece of information. Let's go to the game. We got to get through these, I guess. Giants, Dolphins, four and a half. Six. Daniel Jones is hot. Okay. Give oh, me two in the Dolphins. You're the same way, I assume? Yeah, Dolphins. Uh, Washington Raiders, one and a half, one and a half. Football team. Yes. Give me the ra- <laughs> Raiders. Is it in Vegas? Yeah. yeah. Shit, I'm still, I'm still a football team. What are the last two that people up? What are the last two that AJ has? Uh he had uh, Dolphins and um, no, no, sorry, Dolphins and Washington football team. God damn it, Ron Rivera, let's fucking go walking off of that thing. I would like to win this week, you know, because I lost last right. week. Right, beat the boys. Raiders might be getting hot. Give me the Raiders. All right, dude. Ravens, Steelers, four and a half. Uh Give me the Ravens, minus four and a half in Pittsburgh. Oh, I'm sorry I had to do it. Give me Steelers. Pittsburgh's tough to play. Four and a half is a lot of points there for the Steelers-Ravens and in Pittsburgh. Don't overthink this one. Lamar is running for 400 yards. Oh, Oh, Tom, geez. Self-handicap. All right, I'll take the Ravens. What did AJ take? He has the Ravens. Ravens, Ravens, okay. And then uh, Jaguars-Rams. What's the line on that? 13. Give me the Jags. Give me the Rams. I'm taking the Rams. Oh, no. Really? Yeah. That makes me wonder now. What did AJ take? Rams. Fuck. He's not even taking Urban on this. Trip to LA, that disciplined team. Where's Urban going to be? Yeah. Oh. Do we got eyes on Urban Jesus. night before this game? Someone better. Cliff Kingsbury was uh, DMing or oh, before. You better worry about after. He's going to be at the Roxbury. Both. What about halftime, too? I guess SoFi's yeah. got a lot. Oh, yeah. The boys don't. The boys will bust. Thirteen. Give me the Jags plus thirteen. The Rams still win probably by like ten. Thirteen's a lot of fucking lot points. Of uh, let's get, the Niners. Seahawks. Seahawks plus three and a half at home against the Niners. Damn. 
I gotta go to Niners, man. Yeah, me too. Let's not go into a game trying to get forty runs. Yeah, I'm going with that team. Yeah, let's not overthink it. Let's do that one. Who's AJ got there? Four Niners. All right, and then Broncos Chiefs nine and a half. Chiefs at home against the Broncos, who find ways to win. It seems like out of nowhere. Give me Broncos. And the Chiefs didn't play last week, so we all forget that they are a football team in the NFL. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did they do enough self-scouting to get back in that thing? Did they get healthy? Well, look, Andy Chiefs will win. Reed. They won't cover. Nine and a half is a lot of points. Division, too. Yeah, give me the Chiefs for sure. Remember, the Broncos <laughs> are the team that uh, the Broncos are the team that Patrick Mahomes played against his rookie year when Alex Smith was sitting out. Yep. And kind of got a win and proved to the world, like, hey, we can move on from this guy who's playing the best football he's ever played in his entire life and have a much cheaper contract with this guy who's been dicing us on the practice squad all year. So I think a little special place uh, for Patrick Mahomes against the Broncos. And I got ears on the ground telling me no Jackson Mahomes. Also, Ooh, really? uh, Chiefs defense has been playing very well the last few weeks. And AJ very has? Well. He has the Broncos. You took the Chiefs? Yeah. Okay. Nice. All right. So sorry to interrupt, but I want to let you know that if you're not gambling with FanDuel, you're wrong. Okay, FanDuel Sportsbook is available in uh, seven states, I believe, at this point. Uh, six, seven, eight. You get it. If you're not gambling with FanDuel Sportsbook, though, you're completely wrong. And if we're not in your state yet, we are coming to your state. We have better odds. We have a much easier to use app. The convenience is next level. The people at FanDuel actually refund people when they shouldn't refund people, giving back hundreds of millions. Millions of dollars to their users. FanDuel Sportsbook is the best sports book going for a lot of reasons. Most of them, what I just said. Uh, we are very thankful for our partnership with FanDuel, obviously. There are so many different ways to win. There's more things to bet on. Their boosts seem to always hit, which is just fucking themselves over time and time again. Uh, we love the hell out of FanDuel Sportsbook, and you will too. If you haven't used it yet, use it now. Nah. Also, there's fantasy on there, daily fantasy, and free-to-play games where you can win money. Shout out to FanDuel. Shout out to you. Let's get back to the show. The great state. OH. Oh, I owe, buddy. <laughs> oh, come on. Yeah. Fuck this guy. This is bullshit. Welcome back to the show. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. We are so thankful that you're here. What you heard there as we came in from break is AJ getting accustomed to the person that will be joining us. Here in one second. This man, I guess, is from the state of Ohio. (laughs) He's an all-pro fullback for the San Francisco 49ers a couple weeks ago. He was just pancaking everybody this past week. He tried to jump over seven guys. Ladies and gentlemen, freak (laughs) athlete, Juice Kyle Yuscha. What's up, guys? I I, I had a feeling that the, uh, the epic leap of last week was going to come up at some point in this interview. Was that paused in film yet? Have we done that? Has uh, Shanahan done the old circle on that thing? And is that <laughs> something he does in team meetings? Uh, luckily, Kyle didn't point it out, but I definitely heard uh, heard about it from my running back coach, Bobby Turner. And let me just clear the air. I didn't think I was going to clear everybody. Oh, okay. It's just when I turned up field and there's legit six defenders closing on me, I thought maybe I could take a hit off myself if I just jumped oh, in the air dude. instead of taking shots from six different directions. So that that's where my mind was at. So you're playing smart football. Let them all hit my legs. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then instead of the body or whatever, I'll survive to live and see another day. Speaking of see another day, Zito has to clear something up with the screen. Back in action with us, ladies and gentlemen. 
Kyle Juszczyk, a little bit clearer, that's on us on our end. We apologize. It's great to have you here. Let's talk about a couple weeks ago, wherever you were in motion, just pancaking people who spotlighted. It was on national TV. But let's talk about the Niners as a whole. You guys are hot, man. There seemed to be a little bit of a time where people were questioning a lot that was going on in that building. You guys have found something special. What has it been, you think, from behind closed doors? Yeah, uh, the boys over here were rolling, man. And we feel like it's because we got back to who we are. We got to our, back to our brand of football. Um, and quite simply, it's it's running the ball and it's playing solid defense and getting turnovers. Um, and Kyle went into our game three weeks ago against LA and the night before he spoke about our goal was to get 40 runs in that game. And what you guys know in today's NFL, that's just an insane amount of runs. It's just, you don't see it week to week. You don't see it around the league. Um, and even himself, he kind of questioned himself when he threw out the number 40, usually 30 is going to get you a win. Uh, but he was feeling himself. He was feeling excited. He went with 40. Uh, and we ended up getting 44 runs in that game and knocked off a really good L.A. Rams team. Um, but I also got to throw out there that you don't get that amount of runs without converting on third downs and being efficient in an offense. And um, so it's not it hasn't just been our run game. It's also been Jimmy um, playing very efficiently and, and converting and getting first downs. So it all plays into one another, but we just feel like we're back to our brand of football. A huge part of that run game is obviously you and George Kittle, both of you guys, seems like you never lose when you're in, in run blocking. You're always coming back across the ball, cutting down DNs, trying to get the edge. Like, Are you like a new version of what the old school fullback would have been? I know you when you came in the league, you played with Vonta Leach, right, for, for a yep. little bit? Yep, yeah, Bonta, that was my mentor coming into the league. Big head, big scary guy that was an absolute bulldozer. Like you, you can do it all. It seems like at the fullback position. Yeah, you know, it, I've I've been fortunate that um, you know in college I, I was a tight end, I was an H back, but um, to be honest, I was kind of a glorified slot receiver. Like I was in the slot like eighty percent of the time, and then I had to adapt. Uh, you know, I'm not six three, so I wasn't going to be drafted as a tight end needed to learn how to play fullback um and luckily enough my first year i did have i had vonta leach as my as my mentor and he kind of brought that part of my game around that physicality um that being able to lead up in the hole and to um you know be physical take on linebackers head to head and so i feel like i kind of mixed you know like my athletic side with the more physical brand of football especially playing in a city like baltimore who's just known for being a physical team in general. Um, and over the years, I've been able to just kind of mesh the two things together and kind of feel like I'm, at, I'm playing my best ball now at, at 30 years old. And Shannon, you said Shanahan said if we run the ball 40 times or we wanted to run 40 times, and then I'm thinking back to that game, you guys just handled them. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, you guys knew going into the game, I guess, that that was going to happen. And has that been – is that what you mean when you say get back to our brand of football? Like, you guys know you can be dominant running the ball. It's not too long ago in the NFC Championship game, you ran for 182 yards before contact yeah. against the Green Bay <laughs> Packers. And last season, all hell breaks loose. This year, you guys feel like you're back, huh? All the way back to what you were that one year a couple years ago? I mean, that definitely, that was the plan, uh, and that's what we wanted to do going into the game. It doesn't always work out how you plan, obviously. Um, you know, you can go in, and I, we're going to call 40 runs, and you call two run plays on first and second down, and you're looking at third and eight, and you don't convert, and you're punting. You know, like, that that can happen, too. Um, but uh, the offensive line has just done uh, such a good job of moving um, defensive players. And then you see uh, Elijah Mitchell 
has has just been a, a spark for us, as well as Debo Samuel in the run game. Debo. And these guys do such a good job of uh, yards after contact, where you know maybe a, blo- uh, a run play is blocked for two yards, but they're coming out of it with six. And Kyle talks about it all the time. Calling um, a second and four play versus a second and eight play can be such a huge difference as a play caller and really um, you know, puts the, the strain on a defense. Hey, what's Kyle Shanahan like? We, we see him on the sidelines, flat bill, nice little manicured, a little half beard he has. He always <laughs> looks good, looks under control. Is he truly like this offensive genius guru guy that just lives to try to draw up plays that can beat different coverages? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I feel like um, what he portrays is really kind of who Kyle is. He really is. He, he's a cool guy, um, very down to earth, can relate with uh, the players very well. Um, but definitely he's a, a he's a guru, man. He's a genius. He's a wizard, whatever word you want to put on it. He can see, um, you know, he can see how a defense is going to react and anticipate it and be ready for it and draw up plays um that will take advantage of things that they're doing uh before they've even shown it on tape he's a wizard yeah he he is such a good and and i think the biggest thing um he has an understanding of defense and that's you know sometimes that's the you know you you don't think of that about that you know as an offensive coordinator you think you know offense 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 right let me you know scheme up all these crazy looking plays and all that but it really comes down to being understanding what the defense is doing and understanding what their roles are and being able to take advantage of that. Yeah, attacking like classic coverages, right? Like, we have to run this because their rules tell them that if we do this, they have to do this. Bang, that opens up this. It's actual chess in what Kyle Shanahan's doing. It's thinking for the other person. Exactly. When you know what the other person's rules are, that's when you can really turn it on their head and, and use it against them. Uh, let's talk about uh, Jimmy G. You talked about him being incredibly efficient, and I saw him make some plays this past weekend. I only got to see the highlights. It wasn't on a full TV. He made some throws that were just unbelievable, and it like it reminded us of the Jimmy G run when you guys went to the Super Bowl, and obviously he has that one miss, then leads to a full conversation, then Trey Lance gets drafted in three overall. They trade away, but the entire mission from, in the, the statement from Lynch and Shanahan was when Jimmy's healthy, he's our quarterback. What has happened when he gets hurt is we stink. We have a plan for Jimmy G and everything like that. Jimmy's played great. You guys have started to win. Is there any sort of behind-the-scenes awkwardness? Because it feels like Jimmy has handled this thing perfectly. You know, I can genuinely say that there really hasn't been any awkwardness. And you, I mean, we all understand how there could be. I mean, it's it's no secret that we traded three first-round draft picks to get Trey Lance. You know, we all hear the noise about what's been said about Jimmy and all those kind of things. So it's it's not like we're blind to it or anything. We all know what's going on. But he really has handled it so well. And um, it's I feel like us drafting Trey has been one of the better things for him. Uh, it definitely has pushed him. It's made him, you know, focus just a little bit more. Um, and he's he's been a better player since Trey has been here. Um, so I think he's he's just handled it so well and um, taking it on in, in, in the right way. Because he knows, uh, regardless of what happens in the future, if he doesn't play well right now, that's not going to bode well for him, whether it's here again next year or anywhere else. So at the end of the day, you just got to play well. And um, he, he's done a good job of taking that on. Guy Connor? Yeah, you mentioned uh, Debo Samuel playing running back. How did that happen? Because he's been killing it <laughs> at wide receiver. He has over 1,000 yards, I believe. Did he, in practice one time, you know, just have to fill in? Or how did that come about? 
You know, I for for years now, um, we we usually we hand them the ball once or twice a game, and it's usually been on some sort of uh, reverse or end around or anything like that. Um, but we're like, okay, you know, I mean, teams are going to start catching on anytime Debo's uh, getting the ball. He's running outside. So I think it was L.A. was one of the first times uh, that we gave him the ball inside on just a, a, a pure power play, which uh, I, I don't think you'll f- find any other receivers doing that. But you look at the build of Debo and you wouldn't think he's a receiver anyways. He, he looks like Marshawn Lynch out there. And, and his so, name is Debo. <laughs> and his name is Debo. And he ran, he ran it so naturally and so efficiently and just smoothly that I don't think Kyle's had a, really much of a choice. He's, I mean, we got to give the guy the ball. He's, I mean, he's averaging almost, I think, 10 a clip, you know. So um, the more he's gotten it, just the better he's gotten. And so we just feel like it's, it's another tool in our, our, our toolbox here, and we have to take advantage of it. Cordero Patterson having an incredible year as running back, too, as yeah. a former wide receiver. Yeah. It's been awesome to watch both those guys crush it. Go ahead, Ty. Kyle, you kind of touched on it, but what's it like being teammates with George Kittle? Like, you see, like, his personality and everything. He is awesome. Go Hawks, by the way. Uh, but, like, <laughs> it's, it's very obvious, like, how much, I don't want to say better, but, like, you guys just go when you and him are both on the field at the same time. Man, it's awesome. Uh, George is, you know, I've been teammates with him now for five years, and he's become a really, really close friend of mine. Um, but one of the cool things about him is, you know, a couple years ago, he set the uh, all-time receiving record for tight ends. And you don't expect a guy like that who's had, you know, the, the glory of, of catching the football and doing all the fun stuff to be so into the run game and so wanting to block and wanting to be physical and it trickles down to all the other guys. Because now, go out there. If you pull up our tape, you'll see Brandon Ayuk, Debo, Samuels, Juwan Jennings. Our receivers are getting after it in the run game. Uh, it's from snap to whistle, being physical, going after guys, head hunting. And uh, I think that's a trickle down yeah. um, from guys like George. And seeing that, yeah, you know, you can go out there, be successful in the pass game, score a lot of touchdowns, get all the fame, do that kind of stuff. Um, but it is, it's still cool to go out there and block, too, because uh, winning really uh, surpasses all that stuff. Yeah, when you win, there's enough to go around. You guys really like each other in that locker room, huh? Yeah, man, that's that's one of the cool things. I feel like we have a really tight uh, bond around here, a really cool locker room. That is, that's a big deal. Yeah. Hey, that's one of the biggest deals, especially going into December football. No. Uh-huh. Right. Hey, Kyle, hey, Kyle, i got a quick, go quick last one for me, Kyle. You ever, is Joe Montana ever uh, floating around the facility, and is there any way you could get any confirmation that he – Stopped an intruder by throwing his uh, one of his Super Bowl balls at the intruder and catching his grandkid after he slid down the banister. <laughs> <laughs> no confirmation there. I think I've, I'm, I might have seen him once or twice here uh, in the years that I've been here, but we don't see him too much. Don't if you could ask him about that, we'd be very, very yeah, happy. Yeah, I'll make sure to ask for you guys. Okay, thank you, Kyle. Thank you, it's very nice. Make sure you word it in the proper fashion so he knows we're not being condescending. Right. <laughs> yeah, he was a hero. He <laughs> absolutely yeah, we're, yeah. we're making him a hero. <laughs> Go ahead, Dig. Uh, Mr. Juice, a lot of talk around here about how uh, versatile Debo is, but, you know, so are you. So now if he has to miss some time because of a groin issue or whatever, are you just going to slide directly into his role and maybe just take the carries and touches that he was getting? Are you going to go up to I mean, I'm def- I've definitely had some conversations with Kyle uh, for just that case. You know, I don't know if he's going to take me up on on the offer because I offered to take his Debo spot if he wants me nice. to. Very nice. Uh, but we'll, we'll, we'll find out tomorrow and install. 
how much of that I really get. Yeah, tell us what the game plan is going into this weekend. <laughs> yeah, perfect. <laughs> I'll make sure. I'll, I'll take some screenshots. And I'll send them over to. Uh, just later. tweet them, man. We'll get. We'll see it. <laughs> yeah. Put them out there on the internet. Uh, Zito just dropped in my ear a nice little nugget. Um, congratulations are in order. We're a little bit late, but better late than never. First ever Harvard grad to score a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Wow. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hopefully not the last, but yeah, thank you. Do all your uh, super smart Harvard friends just come up with ideas for you to angel invest money into all the time? Is that what happens with you? Uh, I mean, I definitely, I, I got some uh, voices in my ear and I, I listen to some of them. Uh, but I, I've got some good good people to lean back on for that kind of stuff. Yeah, I just assume, like, I went to, you know, Griff Whalen was on our team, and he was in the class that Snapchat was created in as a school project. And I'm like, if you sit in a different side of the fucking room, that fake that happened against the Patriots never, ever happened. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> never, ever happened. That happens at Harvard. That type of stuff happens at Stanford. I don't think that was happening in West Virginia. I wouldn't have known. I, I wasn't there, but... Uh, that that is something. That, did, is there anybody you graduated alongside that is like any future presidents you think or anything like that out of Harvard? I just assume it's an insane cast of characters. I mean, I we'll find out. I'm sure there's there's somebody in our class, but um, I mean, my my whole friend group is just full of you know investment bankers, consultants, uh, venture capitalists. Oh. All that. just a lot of successful guys around me. Just so much money being yeah. tossed around to each other. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my God, that's awesome. We can't thank you enough for joining us, Kyle. In the middle of a busy week. Good luck this weekend. Congrats on all the success. It seems like you guys have figured it out again over there. Yeah, thanks, guys. Always a pleasure. Remember, Montana, Ball, uh -huh. Beak, Baby, Bannister. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you. Kyle Yuschek. Thank you, yeah! Thank you, Kyle. He's awesome. Yeah, he's the man. Yeah. He got a new deal, right? This past offseason, I think? Mm -hmm. it was shortly after we talked to him, because he was a free agent, he was like, we'll see where I end up, you know? And it was like, maybe Baltimore, maybe there. Mm -hmm. San Fran keeps him home, AJ. That's a big deal. I think Kyle Shanahan absolutely loves having him in the lineup. He's, he's huge. He and Kittle both, man. They, they are a force when they're together. It's They're out trying to outdo each other. This is like you and uh, Kuhn in practice, you know? Mm -hmm. yep. We're trying to outdo each other. It feels like that is a, a Juice and Kittle thing because Kittle gets so much credit for his blocking, and Juice is this undersized fullback that if you see – by the way, Kittle should. That, I'm not, that's not a knock, but I assume Juice takes a lot of pride in that as well. When he's in motion, I mean, it's all, I don't want to say it's easy to know where the ball – the ball is normally going wherever the fuck Juszczyk is yeah. at. Literally, it's it's headed wherever he's going. Now there is some misdirection, some you know rule breakers and and things like that. But he is a massive part of that entire thing. It is awesome to watch from like the sky cam angle almost. He's tough when he does like a, that motion when you go like behind or just the ball is snapping. He goes behind the center, and you're thinking, okay, it's like a split zone. They're going to run the ball maybe that way. He could flash that D end like he's going to block him and then sneak out to the flat. And boom, it's a pass play. Like that's the stuff that makes. That when you're on defense, it makes it tough, and you can't just sit there and play all the way, run or pass. You never really know. How about a Harvard brain embracing the fullback? Mm -hmm. By the yeah, way, yeah. mentality. That's awesome. Good for him. I assume all those investment bankers, by the way. Oh, oh my god, yeah. he's swimming it, dude. It's just cartoon money up there. They yeah. all just they toss it around. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, it all just goes like this. Sure, just grows and grows and grows. All the money. I wonder, like, how many people from Harvard don't do well that's, once they get out? Uh, that's low. I don't think there is. Do people do that? I don't think so. <laughs> Ty Kaczynski, but well, yeah, did that. he graduate? Did he, did he make it all the way through? I know they had that program. <laughs> he he was a professor in Michigan. I know that yeah. they did have that program. For so it. did Diggs yeah. take a class with him? <laughs> all right. If he did, if he did online, then maybe. 
Maybe. <laughs> now is a man who has a few dogs that seem to be incredibly beautiful that have probably great chompers. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Juco champion, head coach, mm-hmm. Netflix star, and a man who tells us who's going to win every single weekend in college football. Founder of everything Slapdick, ladies and gentlemen, Coach JB. <laughs> yeah, what up, what up, brother? You guys hear me? Coach JB, what's going on, man? Coach, you there? Can you hear me? Oh, no. Oh, oh, no. Oh, I can see that. No. No, every time hey, oh, hey, hey, every time you come on, you say, What's up, what's up? Can you hear me? And we just decided oh. this week that we're gonna act like we couldn't. But we could hear you. You sound amazing. <laughs> it is great to see you, coach. We apologize. We don't want Zito to take the one on the shins here. <laughs> oh, <laughs> See, y'all, y'all made him switch something up. Oh, oh no. no. You got me now? Yeah. 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 Oh, no, Jamie, that's on us. Zito. <laughs> <laughs> we tested it. That was on me. That was on us in here. Jeez. Got me scared, man. I got my dogs under me fucking hitting wires and shit. You know, it's ghetto over here, dog. I ain't got that cheese like you over there. Uh, well, it's uh, great to have you. We appreciate you joining us. Um, let's get right into it. Coach Brian Kelly has a southern accent at LSU. This is very normal, right? Let's assume that he and Darius brought this point up earlier. Darius said he's probably got five, six different accents in his bag whenever he's been through his recruiting days. The internet is killing him, JB. As they should. (laughs) You know, the cool part about it is sometimes it's not the people who change. It's the mask that falls off. These kids don't. They got to see through this shit. Like these cats take off these fake ass masks every day and move jobs, take jobs. All that shit. Now, you know me, I'm still against the portal and all that. But at the same time, these coaches, man, are, are the shadiest cats in the business. And and until something changes, and that's the kids and their parents and their high school coaches doing the more research, it's going to continue, man. They're, they're putting these uh, bags, they want to call them, in these coaches' pockets, man, and in their banks. And they're not really... Uh, doing anything to stop it. They're allowing it over and over and over, and these cats continue to use these kids as a piece of meat in the meat market. That's what they are. They're pieces of meat. Jeez. And uh, until it changes, man, I give I give shout-out to Notre Dame for hiring uh, the young brother who's never had any head coaching experience, and that is kind of something, at least finally somebody's done it. Now there's got to be some more coaches that do it, more ADs, more presidents that follow suit. Go ahead, Darius. Nah, shout out to uh, right, right what JB said. Shout out to Marcus Friedman. He actually, uh, we came out the same year. D coordinator out of Notre Dame, got that job. Great opportunity for him. But uh, yeah, some of these, you know, some of these coaches are for. I can't see Coach JB switching his accent up though. I think, I think, <laughs> I think you kind of. I don't, I don't see you taking that mask off. Man, you know, you know that, you know what I learned a long time ago, man. Dealing with all these dudes, um, if you don't recruit JUCO, you fake as a motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And you know, hey, Frank, that's a fact. That's a fact. That's a fact. Nabo Sweeney, they don't recruit Juco. Vitek for years didn't recruit Juco. Uh, I'm a Beamer fan, but they wouldn't recruit Juco. And uh, it's crazy that Clemson won't because their D coordinator, Venables, is a Garden City, Kansas Juco guy. Um, and, 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 and Clemson refuses to do it. Um, Notre Dame refuses to do it. And I'm like, I get it. Notre Dame, you got the prestige. You want all this stuff, but you got like Juco facilities. Hey, right. hold on. 
guys are horrible. <laughs> I can't say horrible okay. facilities. Their JUCO dorms are their dorms are worse than ours in Independence. I did not know that about Notre Dame. I, you oh, know, it's bad. Ask Kevin Olson. Kevin Olson will tell you why he went to Miami. You know, oh. he signed Notre Dame first. No, I did not know that. So, so yeah, let's, he went into he went in his Greg, I coached his little brother Kevin Olson. So when when uh, when Greg went into the dorms, man. And he said the bed was this big. He was like, I'm out. I'm out of here. He went to Miami. Hey, that's because he had to get on the uh, fifth floor. Uh, seventh seventh floor. floor. Yeah. So he had to get on the seventh floor of the dorms down there in Miami. You know, what's your name? G-Reg, you know? We remember, Greg. We know you got your suit and tie on TV, obviously. <laughs> yeah. But you are an epically hilarious Legend. human being. Um, uh, Coach JB, Marcus Freeman, he gets the head coaching gig. And... I talked about the strength coach and how important a strength coach is because they're with you all day, every day. They are literally the ones who are supposed to be on everybody's team, just trying to make everybody better. It's a great relationship. And the way Notre Dame had him introduce Freeman is like to the team, like, hey, this is going to be your new head coach. I take everything with a grain of salt. Like, okay, these kids have to be fake happy, at least for this head coach, because he controls their futures. Now, there's scholarships or playing time. But that video of him coming in and them swarming him, it seems like he is beloved in that locker room with that team i don't think they're gonna miss a beat jb just because of that video you know you have to kind of sort through the shit that the players have to give their love but it felt genuine there for me i don't know yeah i mean you know it, it was it was a setup obviously for him to break through the doors like fucking superman but that part of that part of it but the the real thing is he's a recruiter on that staff he's a go-getter and he's yeah. probably got the heartbeat of that team 90 percent of them at least and so that I'm sure that's that's 90 percent real. And those kids probably love him for staying, not going. And, 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 you know, the true testament, man, if you look at this thing is nobody followed Kelly, no staff member. So, you know, there's an old old buddy of mine told me a story when he was at Michigan State with Saban. Um, Saban called the staff and said, listen, man, I'm on the tarmac. I took the job at LSU. Um, meet me at the airport. And nobody showed. No coach met him at the airport. And some coaches don't want to grind the the saving way. Some coaches don't want to be faked out uh, and fall for the okie doke, the Kelly way. So there's two different thought processes. One one of them is a work grinder holic. You know, they call Nick Saban Nick Satan for a reason, right? Because he (laughs) grinds you. But at the same time, Coach Kelly has been, in in our world, is known as a. kind of a bullshitter and a liar to his staff. And oh, it's ironic how yeah. you don't get half the staff to follow Saban. You don't get nobody to follow Kelly for different reasons. Um, and I think the, those guys staying at Notre Dame and telling those kids, you know, we're not going nowhere. I think it, it also helped the kids think, okay, we got somebody here that wants to be here that doesn't just have to be here, you know? It's interesting because I have never openly said anything negative about Brian Kelly until I saw, like, Tommy Reese, you know, who's a young a uh, guy that I just assumed would want to go to the SEC, give a speech about like, no, I love being here. I'm staying here. This is where I'm going to be. It's like you're, he he's supposed to say that, but also I've seen in the past guys be like, hey, that's my guy. I'm fucking out of here. I'm going mm-hmm. to I'm going to the SEC. So I think that was all little in the family. I mean, yeah. that's going to happen <laughs> when you go down to the Bayou. But there's a lot in that recipe that people do not like. Brian Kelly, the way uh, D Bud explained it earlier, is like, yeah, he's got a little prick and a little asshole in him. It's like all those stories are coming out in abundance now at yeah. this point. But if he wins, nobody fucking cares, baby. Hey, with, with all that being said, I think I think he's a hell of a coach. I think, like I said, I played against the Cincinnati team in college. You see what he did in Notre Dame. Uh, people don't like how he left. Obviously, Marcus Freeman stayed and took the head coaching job. I think he's still 
it obviously worked out for uh, Nick Nick Saban over there. I think it's going to work out for Kelly. Not as well, obviously. Uh, things a good football coach. A lot of these coaches, man, a lot of these coaches are assholes, you know, at the end of the day. <laughs> but they get results. A lot of these CEOs are assholes. A lot of these politics, they get results. As long as you get results, everything will be happening, especially if you're getting, what, 90, 100 million? Yeah, you can call me what you want. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. Hey, Let's- on that. Hey, it is a results-oriented business, man. And, and uh, you know, I wouldn't pay him the money because – like you said, he hasn't earned the results, in my opinion. He's been good. He's been good at every place he's been, but he has no nothing to show for it. He ain't won not one natty. And D2 he did, but not no D1 natty. And there's only – I, mean, I, I tell you, you ain't winning natty Notre Dame. There's only a couple cats that have really – Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on, JB. Hold on one second. Darius, what did you say? You're not going to win a natty you're Notre not, Dame? I think you're set up to win a natty at Notre Dame, aren't you? You're set up to win one. No. No, once you, we, we've seen what happened in Notre Dame getting those playoffs. And you, you start bumping. Yeah, but they the, still every, make it in there every day. You know what I mean? They're like set up to yeah, win. Yeah, because they run through that week schedule every year. And then they get in there, you know, go top four. And then they go and get the brakes beat off of them. So when you go with Kelly, he's moved up. Cincinnati, Notre Dame. And now you're at a spot where, all right, now I can get these same dogs. Uh, I can recruit these same guys. So now I'm playing. You know, now I'm in the same fight with the same gun. So it's a different ball game right now. You know, it's a lot of great coaches out there. Shit, Lincoln Riley, he hasn't sniffed the championship. He just got 100 mil, too. So a lot of people aren't going to win, especially with that buzzsaw down in uh, the SEC. So um, until you get down there, until you can at least recruit kind of like type players, like a Clemson, even Ohio State, I think those guys got a better chance than Notre Dame. You even said it earlier. You're not even recruiting JUCO players in Notre Dame, like. Come on, man. Okay, so let's. We got to move on. This has been a great conversation, though, and I appreciate both of you in there. And I'm sure Brian Kelly really appreciates us having this talk too. <laughs> the, uh, let's. Um, Brian let's, Kelly don't give a damn. He don't give a fuck about no. He's, he's except for his family. Except for his family. <laughs> Oklahoma gets boat raced too, and that's the thing in the BCS. So they get boat raced every year in the BCS too. So it's kind of a. It's a it's a weird situation, you know what I mean? Hard, okay, hard so let's get let's get to the games tomorrow. This is a big time weekend, JB. Yeah. We got big championship rivalry weekend was awesome. Championship weekend now good for college football. Yeah. We're here. here we Who should we be betting on tomorrow, JB? Well, tonight it starts Oregon Pac twelve, the shitty Pac twelve right now. Oregon, Utah. <laughs> um you know, I picked Oregon you know, two weeks ago on this show because Oregon had everything to lose and uh you know, they were still one ahead of Ohio State. And I was thinking, you know, they had the best victory of the year beating Ohio State in Ohio at Ohio State. Um, and they shit down their leg and get <laughs> fucking mud stomped by Utah. And uh, basically, it's, it's a, it's a, to me, it's a nuts and guts deal. And Utah's playing as well. I mean, you could take it how you want it, but they're playing as well as anyone in America right now um, simply because that D-line play, their O-line play, Cameron Rising, a quarterback transfer from University of Texas, who I recruited to Indy. He's a SoCal kid. Um, I'm, I'm glad he bet on himself. He chose to sit out at Utah and not come play for me in JUCO and set out the last two, and now it's paying off for him. So I give him uh, respect for it, uh, for doing it this way, the harder way. But uh, he's leading that team, man, and, and uh, it's going to be hard to go against them tonight. They're favored by three. Uh, they're minus three. And, uh, you know, I just think they're going to – Hold on and get it done tonight, and I'll take them with a field goal. Hey, congrats to Utah. Congrats to Utah. Way to go. And I love the fact that they chose not to play for me. At least it's 5 o'clock, Pat, and not 7 on the West Coast where nobody else in the past Mississippi will watch the fucking game. (laughs) So, um, 
that's another Pac-12 flaw to me. You know, they play at 7 o'clock. Like, nobody's watching you. Um, <laughs> Houston, I'm going to take to cover against Cincy. I, I think Cincy wins it. They've gone too far. They've came too far. Uh, but Houston's a pretty good club, man. 11-1. and one. Um, I think they can score. Uh, Cincy's minus 10.5. I think it's a touchdown game. Um, it can go either way, but I got Cincy winning, but I think Houston will cover to 10.5. A, a lot of points. Yeah, that's a lot. I mean, even though college can get it out of hand, Cincinnati's proven me proven that already, but uh, I like that one. Michigan, Iowa. Uh, <laughs> 11 points, Michigan, man. That's a lot, uh, yeah. in my opinion, but I just think that the Harbaugh uh, has too much to prove. Oh, I no, think that no, he's going to no. get them going. I think Tough. Michigan stomps Iowa. I think they win by a more than 11. Oh, oh no. How many times 11? How, 11 <laughs> times what you think? I it, see that piss yellow sweater over there, too. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> um, Georgia Bama is the big one, man. You know, it's a it's an ironic one. Um, and I and then I got the pit game after this one. But Georgia Bama, Pat uh, Devo, that's a different one, man. Minus six and a half, Georgia. I think the quarterback's gonna play with his asshole puckered, man. To be honest, Kirby has yet to beat Saban. Um, Georgia by six and a half. Georgia's covered. Pretty much every game they've been favored in, even by the 30s and shit, they were favored by in Kentucky games and stuff. Uh, I think Saban is just going to show them, you know, I'm still your daddy. And I think I think Bama's going to pull it off. I think Bryce Young's going to ball out and earn his Heisman. Because I think if Bryce Young can beat Georgia, I think he's the only candidate Worthy of the Heisman. Okay, so Bama. The Heisman, the Heisman has been a, has been pretty watered down this year. It's pretty bad. Bama plus six and a half. Yeah, Georgia's favorite minus six and a half. I got Bama. I, anytime that. you get Bama, yeah, plus six and a half. And, and listen, we might be completely wrong because that Georgia defense is fucking yeah, is. unbelievable. Is. But you you have to be able to move the ball. You have to be able yeah, to move. That, the, yeah. Georgia hasn't played a quarterback like Bryce with the with the Mitchies and those athletes on the edge either. Um, so I think if if Bama can score fourteen early points, I think Georgia's going to have to pl- try to score. And I don't think Georgia is known for a scoring offense, even though they do put up points against these mediocre teams, of course. I don't think you're going to be able to have that success versus Bama. Now, they can come out and just say, fuck it, we're, we're your new daddy now, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We're going to see. But Alabama's played shitty the last few weeks. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if that was by design, man. And Bama's been, you know, Saban's been prepping Georgia for a few weeks now. That's just what he's known for. So, oh, gee, um, Satan Saban on there, wow. thinking ahead, getting ready for the D. D- but what do you think about that? What do you think about Georgia? Yeah, I'm Bama? taking Saban and Bama with those points. Me too. I think we're all sure. supposed to, though, right, D. But yeah, I, I got that Georgia defense. I mean, I think they had a you know, like a D lineman in the Heisman race or some shit like that. He, he's he's a monster. Ninety-nine. I think. Bama obviously has a better quarterback. And then that Cincy game, I know you said he's been good. Like I said, I don't know shit about college college ball, but I know Fickle, he's he's trying to get 100 mil too, and he's trying to get in those playoffs, stay in the playoffs. So I think oh. he's going to try to run it up. So I'll take uh, Cincy to cover. But okay. the other ones, I'm going to stay away from. I don't know too much about it. Hey, I don't know shit about it either, except for what JB tells us. Now, I do more games. Okay. You got, you got Pitt, Wake. All right, that's for the title. Um, two different teams other than Clemson this year. Pitt's, Pitt's favored by three, minus three. I'm taking Pitt. Wake Forest has been struggling the last few. They were undefeated, and they've lost two out of three. I'm going to take Pitt to win it. I think uh, the head coach there is looking for a bigger payday, too. Uh, I got Pitt, Fitz. minus three. And North then the Tennessee. other one is Baylor, Oklahoma State, man. I think 
I, this is just my opinion. I don't know. You guys can uh, you guys can debate it. But Baylor, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma State minus five and a half. I think Oklahoma State gets it done and earns a playoff berth. Man, okay, Ooh. here we go. That'd be huge. Since he would get kicked out, then even if they won, that would be quite a ripple effect across all of college football. So we got Utah minus three. You got Pitt minus three. You have Houston covering ten and a half. Oklahoma State minus five and a half. Michigan minus eleven and a lot more. He said, if yeah. you want to go alternate yeah. spread, yeah, not a chance. Yeah, that's what he said. He said Love you, JB. Not a and then he's got uh, Bama plus six and a half like the rest of us. JB, I can't wait to see how this does and chit-chat with you next week, brother. All right, brother. I appreciate you guys. You're the best, ladies and gentlemen. The real coach, JB. Yeah, coach! All right, that's the show. Hashtag PMS Feel Good Friday. Giving away a PS5. Try to guess what Pat's favorite PlayStation game growing up was. We can't thank you guys enough for watching, listening, spending your time with us. We really do appreciate it. Enjoy the NFL games this weekend. Enjoy the college games. We will see you for Overreaction Monday. Cheers. Yeah, yeah, yeah.